Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Hello, everyone. I'm Giles. I'm Emily. And I'm Michelle. And we're the Beyond the Trope podcast. Every week, we delve into topics like pop culture, fiction writing, and other nerdy things. We feature laid-back conversations, bad puns, and in-depth interviews with authors, comic creators, and more. Find our show at beyondthetrope.com. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy. At Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Callahan, creator of Jean-Claude Van Johnson. And this is Peter Atencia, the director of Jean-Claude Van Johnson, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2018, which is this year. You can buy tickets now online at denvercomiccon.com. Remember, all your tickets benefit Comic Book Classroom to help kids learn how to read through the power of comic books. And back after, have I ever missed two weeks in a row? Uh, yeah, you had a kid once. Yeah. Is that when like, I missed two weeks like in a row? like five weeks Yeah, you missed like five weeks. Mm-hmm. But that was, was a hiatus. That was yeah. different. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, this guy that's filled in you for you for a whole here. month. Yeah. Like, oh, that's right. That's why right. would you remember? You had well, a kid. I mean, Those were dark times. I mean, I've done so many episodes. I mean, Brad did mention that I my 300th was what? A couple of weeks ago? Um, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Um, so, and Zach's 100th is coming up in eh, like 10 weeks. Peanuts. One third yeah. as good as Ryan. But, yep. And uh, Zach does in currently hold the wow. longest current streak. Oh, for um, being uh, on the show. Yeah. Just so. not missing a week, I guess. But yeah, we call it the Nothing Better to Do Award, <laughs> <laughs> the Pathetic Award. Well, see if uh, it's just hard because my job. If you if we record on days I have my job, my I can job always get keeps fucked. keeps bragging about having a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, trust me. So I, selfish, protecting people. <laughs> the last thing I really want to do, oh, government is security, be stuck <laughs> all the time, and it's I'll never. Uh, was it? Not this one. We did a warrant, but the week before, the guy came in early to do traffic. Now I'm sitting there. It's like 4:55, and so in um, in my world, when someone says clear to copy, that means they have a warrant. So I'm no joke. So I'm, I downloaded all my body cam footage, put it in the machine. I'm about to walk out the door, and I hear. Uh, so he's a different car. So he's car 206. 206 clear to copy. I'm like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to like race over there while he arrests somebody and. Guess what? There's only two cops in town, so that means I stay until he gets back. Bang. Well, we did our best without you. And that's all I can hope for, and it was pathetic. Oh, come on. If I actually listened to it. <laughs> they Brad, are, they, Brad hosted his first show while you were gone. Did you really, Brad? Yeah. I've hosted before. It's well, no, but a real been show because I was on it. Mm. It'd been when a you while. and I aren't on it, like, come on. I know. So I this know. one, I was on it, but he hosted it. Nice. It was great. No, I do have him in my queue on my iTunes. I just haven't listened to him yet. That's okay. Yeah. Because I, I expect him to be good. 
They're long. So for I know. some reason. They're actually the same. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a Brad tell tell everybody your interesting trivia fact. Well I was I was entering the data for the last couple of shows and already exciting. The duration <laughs> in the spreadsheet and the duration for the last six weeks of the show, not including the film explosion, um, the run times have been so for like the la- this last week and the week before, the only difference was like a second. Wow. And then the two weeks before that, the difference was a second. Weird. And then the two weeks before that was and they're always like shorter the the first week of the two which if this week and next week aren't the same just cut some of zach's content out. yeah i'll just because <laughs> we already know there's a documentary coming this week <laughs> is there a yarn connected to thumbtacks connecting the seconds that are t- like yeah. just in between <laughs> the mail just keeps curious. coming uh so for those who are listening like who the fuck are these dumb shits uh every week the real nerds go see a new movie we podcast our experience the world this week we saw hostels hostels uh and we have zach brad and james you've heard everybody yeah yeah we're here. Good times. What is this, episode 330? 333. 333? Yeah. yeah. But we actually have more content because, I mean, we don't number our film explosions, our interviews, yeah. uh, all our special stuff. So we probably have over 400 episodes you can listen to. We just, it just keeps going. Yep. And we will be at no Denver Comic-Con you say. in a different spot this year. You can find us in the exhibitors area. Yeah, it'll be yeah, bigger. We don't might know have exactly where, but yeah, it'll be great. Know. I mean, yeah, we're we paying for this one. We don't know exactly where. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. We'll be right in the center. Yeah. Um, I think I think we should kick out the table um, to give us more room. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we're we're gonna blow it up. We're right yeah. on top of it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But there might be out. some cucumber water. You know. You know, I love cucumber water. I'm not we'll, even joking. Oh my god, let's have cucumber water. We should have a little cooler next to the couch. We should. Yes, which is infinite like, cucumber like, water. That, that's like my uh, hipster thing. Is I there's a convenience store in Idaho Springs. The Oh, the come and go? Yeah, and they have this yeah. uh, fizzy uh, cucumber water oh. boss that's in like the really like skinny <laughs> like uh, glass bottle. And yeah. when I buy it, the manager there, Jocelyn, she says, you're the only one who buys that. I'm like, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, mm. <laughs> it's delish. It really is. Cucumber stuff is good. It's delicious and exclusive to me. <laughs> uh, what about a panel? Have you thought of any ideas for a panel yet? Uh, um, how about we are on one? Wow, yeah, what a great pitch. I'm sure they would have bought that. Can we I, go further than that? No, we're hilarious. We'll do fine. Yeah. I mean, I think we should... Uh, well, I mean, this is really exciting for everyone listening. Uh, I think we should maybe change it up, not do a show. Maybe think of something else that we can do that's lots of fun. Sure. Yeah, I was hoping for some kind of... We'll something, have open, something that might entertain people. Like, can we do like a double dare, but for like Real Nerds version? Oh, oh awesome. shit. Yeah. That would be cool. I'm sure they have problems with like... All the pudding. Uh, liability and shit, but... <laughs> But yeah, you know, you, know what, you know what you do is you just do it and then you ask for forgiveness. I've yeah. learned that being married. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> you mean we shouldn't build that <laughs> that uh, bunch of fiery coals for them yeah, to jump over? Yeah, because you're already there. You're already doing it. And that person's like, oh, you guys, didn't, there was nothing in there. It says we couldn't do we'll, it. We'll call it real nerds. Survive this. <laughs> they saw the fiery Survive. coals. They knew what they were getting into. They didn't have to walk on them. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, know, you know, I did the. I went to the Bruce Campbell thing, and his last fan standing was a pretty cool little game show that he did. Yeah, we should do some uh, interactive game show thing, because no one really wants to sit there and hear us talk. Yeah. Or I guess watch us I talk. Mean, <laughs> yeah, we've got to set it up. we got to make sure our uh, audio stuff works this time and video stuff. Literally yeah. everyone listening right now. Well, I don't think I'll record another one since I lost the last one. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, kind well, of we had on that the end. video. Huh? Didn't we get the video? Yeah, that disappeared with the rest of the files. So. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I still have the George's Jaunty interview I keep on sending and still not up. It's never going to go up because we don't have it anymore. I still have it. I'll send it to you. Oh, okay. 
I don't get rid of it because I know. He knows how to back. <laughs> I can't I trust know. me. Shit up. Yeah. I can't, can't trust Brad. Eventually, stuff will crash. Speaking of listenership, though, uh, uh, we're on the, kind of on the topic. Uh, there's a thing we're doing with the Denver Podcast Network. Um, if you listen to this show, can you just write in and tell us that you do so we can uh, kind of count? Because I don't know how to read the stats on the website and everything. <laughs> there's just too many of them. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't filter through well, it all. And we, so. get, we get paid based on how many emails or messages we get. So, you know, uh, if you would just send us a billion of them. Yeah. And if you're wondering why we don't read emails every week, it's because we do filter them. And we just bring them up casually in topic, the stuff that you've sent us. Well, and Unless we, it asks us something specifically. For the past four years, we've been doing a mini show, uh, but it's not titled The Real Nerds Mini Podcast. Uh, we titled it something else, and it, the, the fun is for somebody to go find it. So you just keep scouring the internet <laughs> for the, the fan mail show we do. Uh, it's out there. Yep, out somewhere. There. Please send us just It's called email. Fresh Air with Terry Gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's our mini show. Oh. Well, great. So we, we can get a lot of uh, stuff about the movie pass. Yeah, I was going to mm. say, I don't know if that really counts, but, but Corinne's been sort of keeping us yeah. up to date. I still don't get it. And I read an interview today with the CEO of movie pass. And the Hollywood, like a dick. Yeah, the Hollywood reporter said, so, I mean, how do you guys make money? He's like, I have plenty of money. Wait, what? Yep. That That's, wasn't that, the that, question. And he said, so uh, what I got from this interview, because to me it still sounds like too good to be true. Like ten bucks a month, you can see as many movies as you want in the month. Um, he said one a that, day, though. Yeah, so he said the average person sees two movies a month on the subscription. Right. Um, oh, he is not ready for us. <laughs> <laughs> so he, then he also said that they get twenty percent of the ticket sales that go through Movie Pass. So what they do is you get within a hundred yards of the theater and say you're checking in to see Hostels today, and then it'll load the uh, ticket on your MasterCard that only loads the one movie. You walk in, you have 30 minutes, they swipe it, the theater gets paid, and then he gets a cut of that. And he says the theaters will get behind it because they've said that 80% of their con- uh, concession stands are going up through movie pass holders. I don't know how he tracks how that because you don't use the movie pass to do it. Yeah. Um, and also, right now, AMC is, uh, theaters are like really pissed at them. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it sounds really good. I know the Alamo does. I didn't think they did, um, but uh, Wait, the they Alamo do. Does do them? They do. Wow. But that, he just told me to not use it because I like the Alamo. I want the Alamo to get money, and I don't want to have to give have, have to have the Alamo give half their money away. Yeah, but there's also a caveat to it too. Corinne was saying that it can't be sold out. It can't be like a really like hot movie. Dude, so I even if I it, ain't got time for caveats, I know, right? So even if it's not sold out. Well, there's a chance you can't even use your regular credit card. Yeah, but, uh, but I mean, they think, <laughs> well, I think, no, what yeah. I'm saying is like if it's closed, there's, there's they blackout won't, dates. Yeah, there's right? blackout dates. They won't let you use it. Yeah. If you're trying to pre-book some Star Wars tickets, they're going to be like, no, nah, man, you can't do that. So there is uh, little things to it. I know Corinne's going to use it some more and let us know. Yeah. And She's been pretty Land- good with it. And so. Landmark's a no-go as well. And Landmark won't let you use it. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's, so the guy who uh, the guy who runs it used to own Redbox. And that's how he has all his money. And he said, people are getting on board because when I went and pitched the idea to Redbox, you know, people have to go to McDonald's to get the Redbox. I mean, they're in front of McDonald's and convenience stores and things like that. That was a brilliant idea. Because people are going to get, you know, hamburgers when they get their movies. Right. Very fair. Yeah. Which I think Redbox are still pretty popular. But yeah. um, So that's where he made all his money. Yeah. And he's like, I don't need to get rich off this. I'm plenty rich is an actual quote from his interview. I, I would be more concerned about everyone else in the funnel than you, buddy. But yeah, whatever. I, yeah. So, I I mean, it sounds like I should get it. 
I'm still on the fence for it because I do. I don't know. I don't yeah. want to invest in something that like might go away in like a year. Which well, but it's a it's ten dollars a month, right? Yeah, so it's ten dollars really, a month. You know. Like, oh, look at these guys! Most money bags and afford ten dollars <laughs> no, 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 a month no, no. to watch movies. No. <laughs> I mean, like it's ten dollars a month. If it goes away, you didn't give them five hundred dollars, and you hope it sticks around. You like, I don't think you have yeah. to pay by the year. Do you pay by the year or pay by the month? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. If you pay by the year, then that's stupid. I think there's like double options the same way for Prime, but. Oh, okay. If there's a risk of not being able to, like, say, let's see, see the movie of the week. Oh, yeah. The beach, like, that, I guarantee you can't use it for Black Panther. Yeah, then it's like, okay, yeah. then I'm going to still have to pay out of my pocket for that anyway. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, get, I see it in the long run, well, saving wait, money, but... Why can't you use it for Black Panther? Are they racist? No, no because no. it's one of those <laughs> oh, blackout things. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah right, right. So, I, yeah, I don't know how they allocate, like, well, this movie's 95% at capacity. Do we give this... To a movie pass holder, I don't know how they do it. See, like I would use it for like the thumb, the stuff I don't see within the well, movie of the week or anything. That's or what the guy was saying it. too. The CEO, he said, you know, people will use it now at this time of year because they want to see all the Oscar stuff. That's true. So uh, it helps movies like that make money because I guess movie pass gets billed for it. Or I don't know how it works. Mm, yeah. Um, but Corinne's on top of it. She'll let us know. Yeah, it's interesting. I will say that. I think I've seen 10 movies this year so far. I've already spent almost $200, so yeah. I usually in a year I spend 800, so I'm a little worried. Are you counting all the money you spent flying to LA to see some of them? You should. Not the flying, but the tickets for each of those shows so is like 30 bucks each. Did you fly each. out to LA just to see movies? Yeah. Did you really? <laughs> Aren't I badass? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> it wasn't just to like watch any movie it was specific formats that i can't do in denver so but you flew out to see movies yeah yeah all right i saw a laser light show at the el capitan the disney theater for all star right. wars Sweet. there's a giant atat in the background it was awesome nice that is really um, cool i watched jumanji this is all in the last episode <laughs> yeah i watched jumanji in the uh, mx4d ride so like it was basically a theme park ride but in the theater it was like star tours but jumanji yeah um, and LA flight tickets are super cheap. They are. Yeah, it would have been um, seventy eight bucks if I. Yeah, I'm flying on it. to uh, Washington D.C. this week for me and my family to go. It cost me two hundred dollars. That's so selfish of you. I know. I know. This week. <laughs> yep. I'll be gone Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, we shall all meet up. Oh yeah. That's are right. you in D.C.? No, we'll be in Connecticut. It's not even close. No, but, that's like four hours. But, <laughs> but New York is two hours away, and we're gonna try to meet up with Henry. Henry. You keep saying that. Hey, I'm gonna work my ass off to get an extra day to just hang out and do stuff. <laughs> okay. Nice. Do it. Uh, you know, at this time, we usually say this is what's playing at the Alamo. Uh, oh I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna say at the Alamo, they're bringing back uh, a few movies because of the Oscars. Cool. Um, you'll be able to see Call Me by Your Name, which is there, but they're kind of expanding it. Phantom Thread. Um, the Post, The Shape of Water, Lady Bird. So all that stuff is um, going to be there as well. I, Tanya, mm-hmm. it's coming back. Seen it. We have. I'm just saying for our listeners. Oh, right, yeah. Matt, James has kind of an attitude today. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I, I'm guessing Ryan's not on board for our Avengers Infinity War plan. I know. I what is your it. Avengers Infinity War plan? I haven't we'll heard tell, it. We'll tell you about it later. Yeah. If it's watching all the Avengers movies, I can, I can do that. No, no. No. It's, it's a, more expensive than that. Yeah. Okay. I don't give a shit. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to have an Infinity Stone? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Okay. No, guys, I sent you that photo earlier in the week. I found the Infinity Stones. They're on that cheap-ass belt. <laughs> oh, my God, that was hideous. <laughs> so did you know on Real Nerds Podcast, we also talk about movies we've been watching, what? movies that are coming out, and movie news. Of course I knew that. 
<laughs> wow, so such sass. <laughs> Welcome back, Ryan. <laughs> I know. I've been gone for two weeks and everyone has an attitude. Well, you were you were thirty minutes late. You I know, was you thirty minutes late. <laughs> I was. I had to watch a whole extra episode and a half of comedians and cards getting coffee. I know. Like no matter what I do, I can't fucking be on time. It's okay. It's driving me crazy. No, so I'm I'm bad. Hope you're on too. time for like, you know, saving people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm on time true. to work. Yeah. <laughs> See, coming here though, I have to drive from Idaho Springs across 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 three highways. Yeah, I know. And then when I got finally to I-25, I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna be that late. It was like. 635 it just stops some dude hit some guy and his car was facing the wrong way in two lanes right there at when you merge onto alameda did mm. you arrest him i wish i'm sorry ma'am i can't save you from the guy who's holding you hostage i've got to go to a pot yep. <laughs> 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 about that. uh hey we should start with movie news because uh mr oscar had some announcements this week oh who gives a shit about that it's real news. I ain't fucking around. Yo, we got a I Kill Giants trailer this week. Ryan, did you see it? I did. I sent it to you. Oh man. <laughs> did it did it almost make you cry? It did. Oh man. They they've they've got just the right amount. Like if you've already read the book, you watch that trailer and you're like, <gasps> For people who don't understand, do maybe it. we should play the trailer for them. Okay, sure. Gift of old. Bless the righteousness. Guide my hand against the darkness. My final stand. Barbara, I want to get to know you a little bit more. Do you have many friends? What about your sister? I play your dragons or whatever if you ask me to. That would be hilarious. What are you doing? What's it for? There's some serious stuff going down. I find giants. I hunt giants. I kill giants. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Dark omens are totally cool. A giant comes to a place and takes everything from you. And when it's done, it's like anything that made your life good was never even there. Giant, it's not real. Then why are you sweating? I know that no one likes me. I know that everything I do looks crazy. This isn't real. You're not listening to me! This giant is coming! We're gonna save this town. where you have to ask yourself do I want to live my life as a coward or a warrior yeah. no the girl they got to play Barbara's great yeah everything I, I like that they're giving her like this fun friend and like yeah everything. No, I didn't see the fairies great. in the yes the trailer. I don't see the fairies, and they may have gone done away with it. Which I, I think because of I, I I think it kind of makes sense because they're making they're clearly making like the adventure of killing giants into mm -hmm. a into a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
which is funny. Since I think they, I think they, but, I think they kind of have to because yeah. the book's a tough sell, straight. <laughs> exactly, and and to balance between the drama and the fantasy of the book, it it kind of makes sense that you can't necessarily have these tiny little flying minions, uh, like always around being funny and and wacky. Like I'm glad they didn't try to make it too slapsticky by, you know, and those those characters may pop up every now and then as like, hey, why did just fairies fly out of her backpack? You know, mm-hmm. um. But I doubt that they'll like interact with her very but much. But maybe they didn't want to put that in the trailer too because it's too goofy. Also true. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I, one of my favorite people in the comic world is Joe Kelly. You know, you can see him in the sixth episode of Real Show, Real Nerds Pod Show, um, telling us who's who's the real nerds. That's true. Um, but also when we so we interviewed him, that was lost too. But that time it wasn't Brad's fault. Um, <laughs> it was mine. Uh, it happens. Um, but it doesn't take away the fact that we got to sit down and talk to him. And that he's a super sweet guy. And then when we met him uh, again at Alamo for Colossal, yeah. he, he was great there, too. So good. Um, I think my favorite part of the trailer might actually be when uh, Imogene Poots is, like, sitting with her. And she's like, I'd play your Dragons game with you if you'd want. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just, oh, man. When I had Joe Kelly sign my Spider-Man Deadpool number one, he asked me if I was sure because the comic's worth, like, 75 bucks. <laughs> I said, yes. He said, okay. Like, I'm going to resell it. Now uh, it's in a box. It has my Joe Kelly autographs. The Giants all look really cool, too. Yeah, it's good job. I haven't read the book yet, but I like the trailer, so. You should. You, you, I'll gladly let you borrow a copy. Cool. And then yeah, you can end up I, or just me, keeping I have three it. Of them. I'll buy another one. <laughs> yeah. But it looked interesting. I have I, two signed by him and one that's not. <laughs> I thought yeah. for some reason, because they were talking about it so much at the uh, Colossal Screening, that like I, I didn't realize it was RLJ Entertainment putting it out or like yeah. the, that that company. It's not a bad thing. Just well, it's just a smaller company. I mean, you're not going <laughs> to, unfortunately, because of the subject matter. It's hard sell. It's a hard sell, and you know, no Stu is going to say, "Oh, here's fifty million dollars to make a." Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, here's fifty million dollars. It's a fun time kid movie that gets sad sometimes. <laughs> And as James and I learned last night from not only our movie of the week, but the trailers before it, anybody can, like, be a right. studio nowadays. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. My God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we, go, we will get there. <sighs> it, it's really. Oh, I'm so excited. The, so the, <laughs> so the, the entertainment studios, like, logo is, like, the cheapest look. Like, it's, I could have made it. Happy fun time movie hour. <laughs> I know. And I, it's like, I was the, like, what the fuck is this? Who came up with this god awful studio name? And that's not nothing uh, derogatory about the movie we saw. It's just, it's it's a weird, it's a conglomeration like, of so words. When you you yeah. worked at Blockbuster, and then it was like straight yeah. to video movies, is yeah. a lot like that. Like, yeah, I you mean, know, it, those logos. It's an awful logo. It's an awful forgettable name. Like, ah, oh. what is? It's like it's like a Charlie Band Company, <laughs> Entertainment Hollywood Fun Time Theater yeah. Company. Like, what? What is it? And especially, what a terrible way, and I'm, I'm going to transition us into another art, uh, thing, piece of news here, but what a terrible way to like get me into the mood to watch Hostels, but to put that logo right before you show me the trailer for The Hurricane Heist, and then show me the logo again to remind me that the movie I'm about to watch is made by the same people who made The Hurricane when Heist. You, when you watch Dear that, Lord. did you think it was a fake movie? I... 
I might be more excited for that movie than anything else right now. Hey, I want to see it because it looks so fucking stupid. Holy shit. Because they even use, like, the Fast and Furious, like, font. Yes, (laughs) to be like, from a guy related to Fast and Furious. And Maggie Grace. (laughs) Oh, my god! And then when the car, like, sticks, like, pistons in the ground. Is there a spoiler in the movie where they say, like... Watch $80 billion evaporate in seconds, and then they just show the money get sucked up by the hurricane, and I'm like, well, that's the end of the movie, guys. And I'm no scientist, but I don't think hurricanes' winds can ever get to 600 miles an hour. I'm also pretty sure they just use the same shot of the hurricane multiple times in that trailer. Like, they just keep cutting to, like, it doesn't even look like a hurricane. It kind of looks like the F5 from Twister, but gray. Like, it just sits there and thinks about killing you it was not actually scary looking or looked like a storm i think it opens this uh same day as um uh, something that's gonna fail it's no it's a big movie what's the first week of march there's a big movie oh wrinkle in time Time. oh yes this movie will definitely beat wrinkle in time (laughs) guys the audience is gonna make it rain at the box office i'll tell you oh fuck i love that tagline i hate it rain make it rain Ah oh, man, <laughs> Brad, you're if right. Double fisting tonight. Studio. If the end of this movie yeah, is is that like the <laughs> the money gets sucked up by the hurricane and then gets redistributed to all the poor people whose houses have, houses have been destroyed, <laughs> I will, I will, I will put this on my top ten. I will, it's happening. I will tell you that it's like, happening. We looked up the company <sighs> after the movie. And it turns out they have a billion dollars in assets. They're a 23-year-old company that primarily was in cable television. And so, like, this is the list of their films. And as I went down their list, he kept going, fuck off, fuck off. It was 47 meters down, (laughs) friend request, (laughs) hostiles, the the hurricane heist, um, something else. And then then on their slate for 2019... 48 meters down. Oh, oh my God. It's literally called that? It's yes. one more meter? Which, okay, spoilers for the second worst film so of last year. So it's three feet farther? <laughs> spoilers. No, 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 it's just one. F- oh, yeah, yeah, right, yes, yes, yeah. Well, three feet. Nobody and a, and knows. A little more. A little more. <laughs> what is happening in this extra three feet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what <hell>. terrors? <laughs> Everyone dies at the end of that movie. What? After, after the movie insults you. So spoilers for 47 meters down, but like... You know, Manny Moore gets trapped in this cage at the bottom of the ocean, and there's all these sharks and shit, and she's trying to figure out how to escape, and she does, and every now and then she does something, and you're like, that seems implausible, and then, at the end, she's still in the cage. She's out of oxygen, and her brain is running out of oxygen, and she's going crazy, No, and she dies. No, 48 meters down, and she digs a hole. In the ocean oh, bottom to get out from to the cage. Out. Yes, and actually, her leg, her people. leg is trapped under the cage. Yeah, uh, so that would have worked. Yeah, if yeah. she had just Done. dug a meter, she could have copyright real nerds podcast. Oh my goodness! So it's just a ten minute long film. That's a how how forty seven meters down should have ended video. <laughs> did you uh, did you see the trailer for Deep Blue Sea two? No, oh my God, no. Yeah, that exists, <gasps> and <laughs> so. What? Guys, shark movies are coming back. So, <laughs> I'm so excited. There, there's this part where, so the opening is these people are in the water, and there's like five or six dorsal fins come out. Great. And they're coming after them, and then this guy like holds out this remote and goes, beep, beep, and they all swim away. That he's able to m- modify them and make them intelligent by clicking something, and they oh swim away. God, that's great. But it goes wrong. Oh, no. Yep. The batteries run out on the clicker. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no! Ooh, is there a Jurassic World type scene where he's on a jet ski and the sharks come up next to him and they're like they're swimming in formation next to his jet ski? I think there is. Actually. Oh my god! I'm oh not even god. joking. I don't remember. You, you have to look it up. But it is coming out later this year on Blu-ray. Own it. <laughs> I think Deep Blue Sea is a fun movie. Yeah, deepest blue. Is I mean, it's bad. It is bad. Yeah, because it's Deep. like a shark fin. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, we need we need some news that will make uh, that will make Brad happy because he's been left out. Black Dynamite is coming back, everybody. Yeah, yeah. they are making a sequel to Black Dynamite. <laughs> I, my, one of my favorite lines in any movie ever is like, "I threw that shit from the other room." <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Did you ever watch oh. the animated series? Oh yeah, I love the one where he uh, uh, he's playing Black Santa. And he's just like, "I did that before I came back from the moon." <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Just everything. Uh, those movies just speak to me because I love stupid movies. It's mm. so good. Um, what, when he meets those kids on the street and the kids are like, are you my daddy? <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. It's, it's, I love spoof movies and um, that's one of the best ones that's come out in a long time. Yeah. Absolutely. When he's doing karate and just breaking everything. Yeah. Or he's talking to his mom and then the boom <laughs> mic like falls into the frame. He's like looking up at it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm moving a while. I have to watch that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, also the guy who uh, who wrote the original RoboCop, said that he's working on a script for a sequel to RoboCop. That's really a sequel to RoboCop. That'll just like retcon everything and be like, "No, nah, man, this is the real vision." Uh, RoboCop cool. Two is pretty good. Like I watched it again recently because Scream Factory put out one. Yeah, and it wasn't as bad as I remember it. Uh, I, I I consider that a faithful sequel. I, yeah. It was weird that um, what's his name, kind of took control of that franchise. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Yeah, mm-hmm. like. He wrote a bunch of comics for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote three, two, and three, mm-hmm. uh, but just only directed the second one. So, um, yeah, it was interesting to see what Ed Newmyers got. I'm down. Yeah, I'm always down for it. As long as it, like it's you know old RoboCop being activated out of I don't know wherever they're housing him, and then he has to adjust to the modern world. Do like, get... don't modernize him. Oh my God, make it exactly like Blast from the Past. <laughs> Exactly like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, mostly like Brent, so Brent, it's Brendan Fraser it. in in a RoboCop. He's suit. alive. That is well, I mean, he's an alcoholic. I wonder if they. Well, I don't know that that's true. He just looks like he has one. Oh, I wonder if they would a bad divorce. He's got that Val Kilmer neck going on. You know. I wonder if they would bring Peter Weller back to play him because all he needs is his chin. Yeah. Well, and he, he looks he looks pretty good. I mean. Yeah. For being thirty years older, I you think could, he, you could argue oh, that oh. his organic parts do age. Yeah. Just get uh, get Henry Cavill's chin from the last Superman movie and have that him. That dude play. is handsome. The yeah. flesh is aged, but the gun is loaded. Well, I mean, you just use the CG. You don't even need to cast the guy. Did but... you guys see the footage of Tom Cruise breaking his ankle? Yep. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> it's so bad. That was on my list as well. I love that uh, he continues the shot. Yeah, yeah, like he gets up and hobbles did you, off. Did you as read his thinking, interview like, with it? That could be funny. It's it's cool if you uh, the Graham Norton show is pretty fun if it has yeah, the it cool was, guests on that it. That was really good. And he talks about he's like, well, we had to get the shot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Did you, got it, Tom. <laughs> I, I will say I was a little disappointed when I saw the photo of of one of the big you know stunts from this movie where uh, he's hanging off the side of a helicopter. I know. And I was like, it's gonna be cool, but I also know like, man, you did that shit in the last one. Yeah. This is just off a hel- the side of a now, helicopter. If the helicopter goes upside down, that would be crazy. Well, you know that he they write those movies based on what stunt he thinks is the craziest. Right. Yeah. That's how they wrote the last one. He's like, I've never well, gone off the side of a plane before. He should have like landed on the propellers and then like <laughs> followed <laughs> along with <laughs> ran along each propeller and kept up with it. Yeah. Oh, 
Tommy Bass. Yeah, I love Tom Cruise. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What's funny is that then of course he hurts himself on basically a Jason Bourne stunt. Yeah. Like, you know, I know jumping crazy? from one roof to another. Yeah. Well, but when you see the the footage, like that's exactly how you hurt yourself. Like that's exactly oh, what yeah. you do. Well, he you also know. said in the interview that he was supposed to fall short. Right. But he just yeah. put his foot in the wrong spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He basically tried to actually probably in the jump he became slightly afraid and and tried to desperately catch himself. Yeah. You know. And when or, you do that, you know, you put your foot on the wall, that's how you're going to fall. Or suddenly up. picture Jackie Chan jumping onto that uh air oh, sh- yeah. air's hovercraft. Oh yeah, cuz that one call. doesn't look that bad when you see it, but he broke his leg doing it and it's yeah, yeah it's the same thing. Yeah. Where he does the craziest fucking shit. Right. Actually, more realistically, well, he should parachute out of a larger plane into a helicopter that someone has turned on its side as it's going down, and he writes the ship. Well, see, it's only a picture, too. So, I mean, he, the helicopter could be, like, hovering over mountains, and oh, he's yeah. just running alongside of it and jumps on it. it oh, could be, man. I bet it'll be insane. It's just, like, it's almost the same shot, even, yeah. from the last one, where I'm like, you could you could literally take him from the last movie and Photoshop him on the side of the helicopter, and people have probably done that already. Uh, but I was going to say, like, that's probably when you do hurt yourself, too, because... That's the those are the action scenes where people aren't as afraid you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. The one where you're strapped to the side of the of a plane is the one where they have made sure like <laughs> there is the biggest marshmallow on the ground underneath that plane. <laughs> I like fall making on sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah, where's the one the one where you're on wires and you're jumping like 15 feet from one building to another? Like they know it's dangerous but they're like, eh, you'll be all right." I love watching Tom Cruise in interviews though. You might get winded. I think he's really uh Oh, he was great. fun to watch. Yeah. That was a really listen good one. to. He's a charming fella. Yeah. Um, let's see. News, news, news. Uh, Steven Spielberg is saying he wants to make West Side Story and he's starting to cast it, but yeah. he still swears his next movie is Indiana Jones 5. Mm, my guess is he's going to film West Side Story than Indy. You know, he keeps saying that 5 is first. I don't know that I want 5 to be first unless like, I want Lawrence Kasdan or somebody to come out and be like, guys, I have the best idea. Well, they're going to start filming it in 2019 because it comes out May 2020, I think. No. That's what they're shooting for. Harrison sure Ford's not getting any younger. Yeah. It's all right. He still looks great. Yeah, he'll be yeah. fine. He'll show up for a minute and then they'll get... They should just do Frank Darabont's story. What was Frank Darabont's story? It was a supernatural ghost one. And oh. I was like, oh, that oh. sounds ridiculous. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. The Ark of the Covenant shot ghosts out of it at the Nazis. So <laughs> not that... <laughs> not that far-fetched. Yeah. yeah. Um, the... Just following up on the Cloverfield thing, we still don't really know what's going on with that Cloverfield movie, but maybe it'll come to Netflix. I don't know. Um, and then Duke Nukem. <laughs> That's all the news. Time to kick ass uh, and chew bubblegum. John Cena says he's going to play Duke Nukem. All right. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I, I, this could work. I, I want to see what version of... I hope they get somebody to write Duke Nukem that Duke Nukem fans hate. Like, I want whoever the writer is to not so give a Duke shit Nukem about forever. Duke Nukem fans so that that way they can make a good movie. Diablo Cody. No one wants... Yes. <laughs> I want Diablo Cody to write the Duke Nukem movie so that that way it's actually, like, maybe funny and not whatever... Like, if it if it's basically fucking Postal but with John Cena, I will be disappointed, <laughs> which is what actual Duke Nukem deserves. Like, if it starts with a shot of poop in a toilet... Um, then I'm not on board. Isn't Duke Nukem more like Doom, but with strip clubs? <laughs> uh, no, because it's worse than that. Like, the, literally, Duke Nukem Forever starts with him peeing into a urinal. Like, the beginning of the game is just like you... But, yeah, the concept is, like, Doom, but the dude is yeah, basically Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in other sad in news... strip club. Ryan Johnson is... Or Ryan Reynolds is maybe making a remake of Clue. This shouldn't happen. I don't want to see this. 
But Maybe he's just a singing telegram. <gasps> Everybody should go watch Clue. Well, he's, he's he, thank you. I think I think he's busy right now filming Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. Which so is he Pikachu or is he like his human companion? I hope he's I heard he's actually the voice of Detective Pikachu. Yeah. That's really? what people are freaking so, out about. Uh, answer, so is Pikachu like the CGI character in a real world or is it all a cartoon? I don't know. CGI don't know. character in a real world. Because that's what the game is in Japan. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But like, I'm just, I just haven't seen anything on it. But So they're going to get Ryan Reynolds and pay him millions of dollars to go Pika? Pikachu? Well, he's actually going to have dialogue. Like, it, that's the weird part is P- well, Pikachu, who's normally known as just saying Pika, is going to be talking like you and I. Yeah, I, mean, I think All Well, right. I think sometimes he says detect, detective. Dick. <laughs> dick. 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 <laughs> detective. <laughs> yep. It'd be yep. sweet if it's rated R and it's like CSI <laughs> crimes, <with> like <laughs> brains blown out. <laughs> then I'd buy a ticket tomorrow. You can kiss my Pika ass. <laughs> there's like Two days sad, till retirement. There's like sad and annoying news too, but I don't give a shit about it. Brad, what do you have? You have things you wanted to bring up? Uh, yeah, I have one thing. Uh, Nintendo. Great. Is getting into the cardboard game. Oh, yeah. I think um, it's weird. Yeah, no, that I'd, shit is dope. Yeah, I was like, man, I... If I was, you know, six or seven years old, this would be awesome right now. But, um, yeah. The good thing is, you are. So, uh, do, do you know what it is? No, but, like, so wait, they're making a cardboard game? Like a, like a board game? Or they're something? making games that, um, when you connect the Switch to, like, the cardboard is an it's apparatus a, that holds the... Parts of the Switch, if yeah. not all of it. Oh. So, like, um... Like you buy a kit and then you punch out all the cardboard parts and you assemble them. Like the the main thing they show is this piano. So you take all all the cardboard, the flat cardboard out, build it into the piano shape that you get. You put the switch into you know in front of the keys and you can play the keys and the way they connect to the switch controllers, they'll uh, play oh. the controllers. And then there's other ones where like um, there's a robot game, so you build a giant backpack with some pulleys for the. Yeah, it uses like rubber bands as yeah, and they pull on the controllers and they're that, in the backpack and stuff. And that sounds nifty. Yeah, I, I got like when I first saw, it, I was like, oh sweet, we're gonna be able to like make our own cardboard stuff like with our imaginations and like build it into a switch. But it's really whatever they make, you get to put together. And well, but I think I think there is like it is open source, so that if you want to, uh, like if you want to build one out of if you want to build the robot out of your own parts, you can and still play the game. Um, it's the kits that they are selling. Yeah, you don't need to buy the um, kits, I guess. But, yeah, um, um, but you also can't like make your own games. True, but yeah, it's a first thing. It yeah. might it might turn into more. You know, um, I saw a lot of people like, oh, my kids are gonna ruin this in like five minutes. I'm like, well, that's oh, not yeah. for your kids. Like, well, it does come with tape. It's for like Lego builders and Connects builders, like yeah, but for Nintendo, they do specifically always, say like you always should, innovating. You should tape it together. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's called Nintendo Labo. It's it's crazy. And fuck freaking Breath of Wild. That game's so great, but like I'd just be running around. I'm like, man, I've been running around for like an hour doing nothing. <laughs> I'm like, I, I literally ran around chasing this fox for like 20 minutes, like throwing just sticks at it. Like, I want to kill this motherfucker, <laughs> but I didn't want to waste my arrows. Have you beat Odyssey yet? Yeah. Yeah. How many stars? How many moons did you uh, get to? I still play. I still pick it up. I have like 600 and something. Yeah, me too. 
Um, I, I'm pretty much done because once once I got over six hundred, I was like, oh shit, I, I've hit everything. Yeah, well, there's like, I know there's eight hundred and ninety nine of them. Yeah, I know, but, but I also some haven't... of them are the ones that I really hate getting. <laughs> yeah, and I also didn't. I haven't bought the like where you can buy a hundred of them or a ten of them. Yeah, all at once. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, um, but every you, once you, in a while, I'll yeah, still pick it up and just fuck around. You bought the individual ones because there's a there's a trophy for that. Yeah, yeah. so I bought the individual ones, right. but I didn't. Um, when you go back, and it's like yeah, you can, you can buy, buy up ten to ten. At a time, yeah, I haven't done those ones yet, but yeah, I did it, it once or twice because I was like. Right at the edge, I was I was out of content, and I was right at the edge of either four hundred or five hundred, where it unlocks darker the, mm-hmm. the darker dark side. Yeah, um, and I was like, I just need more to play. That um, fucking dark side of the moon, fuck that oh, level. Dude. The the darker side of the moon, yeah, that one is fucking insane. The one the one where it never has checkpoints. Yep. I'm like, oh my god, this is the worst. Have you guys done the snowball bowling for rupees? Uh, yeah, it's terrible. No, I'm. It's oh fast oh oh. Sorry, I was thinking of the thing in in. You're talking about the thing in Odyssey where you do the. No, I was, I, I thought you guys rupees. were on Breath of the Wild. Yeah. No. Uh, well, Breath of the Wild, I've only gotten like the first four spirit orbs, and I've played it for like twelve hours because like I'll get distracted. I'm like the worst yeah. at it because the world's so big. Yeah. And you just keep going. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna hang glide from here. Ooh wee! And then I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to crash. And I'm like <laughs> over edge. <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, yeah. The, that game's great. Cool. Switch is an awesome system. Yeah, I'm. A, I, I might buy Doom for it just because. Yeah, me too. Oh no, I did buy it. It was on sale yesterday, so I bought it. So I'm gonna play I got that Samurai on Showdown. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna place that in the arcades. <laughs> How much was it on sale for? Forty one. Fuck. Yes, it it might still be. It was last night. I'm sure it still is. Download. Yeah. No, I want the case. <laughs> well, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's still sixty dollars at Best Buy because I saw it yesterday. Right. It'll go I've down. Been, it's been a third party game. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, I think that's news. I mean, unless uh, also Casey Affleck not at the Oscars. Also, some people don't like three billboards in Ebbing because racism. But I think those people are wrong. So did, did you read the full article? Yeah. Well, I've I've heard the arguments a few times because uh, movies with Mikey finally did his top his top five, and when he put it in there, he was like, "I know there's like backlash, but you know, I want to talk about the parts of this movie I like." Um, it seems like. It- I don't. I, I understand where they're coming from. I also understand that that's not how I see the film because I'm not yeah. looking at it from a political standpoint. I'm looking at it from here's a story about grief and loss. Yeah. And frankly, like it is an it, ignorant reading of the film. And uh, I, I, mean, I will go no, like that's as much as I can say. And also, I'm just gonna point out, like, dude, like he's he he's, it, This is an outsider's view of America, so yeah. it's not going to be the picture perfect world you want it to be. Yeah. Um. That being said, like the the points are valid. It's just I don't give a shit. Um, you don't like America? You can get out. No, <laughs> I don't. No, it's even... just I, I just I, I it's a and they're saying like it's a drama. Like no, it's a fucking black comedy. Get over it. Like it. I'm sorry. I know you want things to be legit. It's the same thing with fucking Get Out. Like Get Out is not just a thriller. It's like, it's not a comedy. And it's it's whatever it is. It's a fucking horror movie. Deal with it. Like you nominated a horror movie for best picture. You nominated a black comedy for best picture. I just like yeah. that Logan got nominated for best adapted yeah. screenplay. Yeah, that means that comic books have been adapted. Yep, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, so well, I, and that's a good one because it's really an adaptation of sort mm-hmm. of a story. Hopefully, it won't win, but hopefully, it will. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so like I don't know, like it's a it's a weird situation. I like the movie still, so I'm not gonna like like listen to a critic and be like, oh shit, I shouldn't like this movie anymore. Yeah. I think it's an incorrect <laughs> and and to such an extent ignorant reading of the film. That's how I feel. Um, I disagree with all my heart. I have no idea what's going on right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People people think that that movie uh, 
allows room for the redemption of extremely racist and intolerant people. And I think that's an incorrect reading of the film. Yeah. I don't think that I haven't seen it. I don't think that at the end. Oh, oh shit. You haven't seen it yet. No. What? I thought you saw it. Nope. Oh man. You gotta go see that movie. I mean, I'll see when I leave here because, you know, my kid's at my mom's house. My wife's going to be picking him up. Hell on the way yeah, dog. Go see Three Billboards. Maybe I'll swing by. Uh, I'm that or well, anyway, game. then I definitely don't want to finish what I was going to say because I don't want to well, spoil like, it. Anybody can read the film how they want to. That's that's what it is. Like, it, that, that's it's interpretive, as sure. Brian is apt to say. But if you're going to, like, push on it, like, oh, well, then that's why it shouldn't be nominated for an Oscar. Like, okay, fine. Then I think Lady Bird is blah, blah, blah. So it shouldn't be nominated for an Oscar. So, like, I. Art, art's interpretive get over it like i you just twitter yeah. twitter woke twitter is both good and bad right now because sure. it, it it sometimes it gets its priorities crossed yeah um whatever i'm just excited because get out was nominated for four I, oh yeah i remember when um twitter was nothing and they were on the colbert report trying to explain to stephen colbert what twitter was and he said it was the stupidest thing he's ever heard of <laughs> it still is <laughs> speaking yeah. of the oscars the nerdies will return when? That's right. Um, I was actually going to send you my uh, March second, around there. Yeah. When cool. are the Oscars? Uh, March fifth. There. So there, March second. What, what a poll! <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, it'll, yeah. And we're gonna have like who's the hottest hunk and mm-hmm. who's the dreamiest? Who, oh, who's the dreamiest no. actor? Um. Who said the word fuck the most? And I don't know. I don't know. We'll think of something. I, th- I think that one's objective. <laughs> which, <Yeah>. movie, <laughs> which movie from last year should be the plot for Paddington 3? That's yeah. maybe my favorite one yet. Um, yeah. What's the best made up real nerds movie from the past oh, year? Oh, that's good. Oh, we'd have, have to go back, to go back and, and Yeah. That's rough. I don't yeah. know if I want to do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. Like At work, I go through about three or four episodes. Uh, listeners, we're open so. to ideas for categories, so send them in to yeah. realnerds at gmail.com or you can tweet us. At real nerds, or you can you know like us on Facebook and leave a comment yeah. there. Yeah, and we best. don't want your traditional categories like best no. actor, you know, best director. Or well, we well, well, some... let me let me rephrase that from Brad. While we appreciate if you send <laughs> us who's the best actor, uh, we're looking for something a little more uh, funny and a little more fun. Yeah, not not snarky. Yeah, not like <laughs> the Razzies where it's you know. Weird. Worst time travel plot movie or yeah. worst pairing and of... It should, it should be open s- to having multiple entries, right? It can't be like, worst Star Wars sequel. Yeah. Worst movie starring three out of the five members from Party of Five. Like, I'd love that category. Best movie my mom shouldn't see. Mm. Oh, I like that one. She texted me the other day uh, asking whether or not she should see go, go see The, the Backside of Water. And I was like, yeah, it's really, it's beautiful and sweet, but I wouldn't oh. watch you watch it with you. Shape of Water, not Backside Shape of Water. Back- yeah, sorry, not <laughs> Backside of Water. Water. A podcast. Sorry, yes. Uh, Shape of Water. Backside of Water, also good. Would watch with my mom. You wouldn't recommend Shape of Water to your mother? I No, I said... Is it because it's about we had an, an, hold on, hold man dick? Is it because of no. man dick? Uh, well, spoilers, now she knows. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, I said I, I, I do think she should see it because I think it's really beautiful and sweet. I also wouldn't watch it with her. Yeah. I don't want to sit next to my mom while I watch, I don't know, the first three minutes of that film. Do you think <laughs> after they were done doing it, there's like a bunch of fish eggs in the tub? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, podcast over. Well, Carol, if you want someone to go with you, I'll put my arm around you while, you know. Hey. Hey. <laughs> during the first three minutes of that movie. Hey. Uh, Fucking fight you, man. I'm just saying I would sit next to your mother for that movie. Uh, you did not say sit next to. <laughs> 
I see your eyes. I hear the tone of your voice. <laughs> For those listening at home, I just did my arm across. Did you like and and tapped her on the shoulder the, like it's okay? You'll do the seventeen year old like oh I got I got to stretch oh man I, I work so hard all day. Don't do it, Brad. Oh, Don't do it. Oh, and then rest. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> only because you said it. <laughs> anyway, Brian, what's next? We're still on news. I know. We also buy Blu-rays sometimes. Yes, Are we, we going to buy any this week? I don't know. James is going to find tell us. <laughs> DVD releases and Blu-rays. Uh, yeah, there's only like two real movies this week. Um, so Professor Marston <laughs> and the Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is out on Blu-ray this week, which that, I, that I, could I missed. notices. Yeah, uh, as well as Last Flag Flying, which I, I really wanted to see, and it just sort of came and went so fast that I I, I think I it's it. Prime, isn't it? Uh, it might be. Um, so. It's now on Blu-ray, which is more important for oh, then this that segment. Means it'll be on Prime soon. Um, yeah. You can order it on Prime. Uh, <laughs> so that's the Richard Linklater adaptation of the book where Steve Carell is sad. Uh, and then Boo 2, A Medea Halloween. Oh, yeah. 2, or again, they should have made it Boo 2, A Medea Halloween-er. Or like... Oh, uh, hell no. Another Medea Halloween. I could be in a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, you could. Well... I'm going to beat you upside the head, you, you monsters. Praise well, the Lord. Wasn't that in the trailer? Like she was throwing something at like zombies or something? Yeah, probably. I can mean to see she that first one. Her purse at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, as much as I don't, I still, I, I, I'd be willing to watch that first one. I still love the fuck out of that trailer because it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I thought the first trailer was good. I love the, I love the tagline, "Boo, bitches." <laughs> uh, the Pink Panther cartoon collection volume one is Ooh. out from Kino. Uh, so you like get the Pink Panther cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then fun. we're just into some crazy shit. Um, I'm getting gothic from Vestron. Yes, yeah, okay. New Vestron. That was that one was on there. Shit. That's a weird Hold movie. On. Y'all are y'all are going out of order here. Okay, yeah, gothic from Vestron. See, I can what never. What is gothic from Vestron? Uh, it's this weird. It's kind of like a like a Frankenstein. I, I I haven't seen it in years. I don't remember. I just remember it's like some like goblin midget on the cover, like over some naked chick. Hmm. Uh, Hacko Lantern is that mm. uh, for Massacre Video this week? I feel like we've talked about Hacko Lantern before. <laughs> we made a. This is a. This is a crazy woman with a pole, and she's got a head in her hands, but it doesn't have like a neck. Like it. The, the what's terrible about this shot is that you can see it's a fake head because we're literally looking at the plaster neck of <laughs> of the head. I love that cover. Yeah, Reminds that's me of like a video cover from like like. From a blockbuster. Um, so, Vinegar Syndrome, for some reason... Uh, oh, shoot. What's the one we talked about last week? Um, the uh, Oh, Lucifer's Women is still on the list this week, nice. so I don't know if it got delayed. Uh, but Vinegar Syndrome is also putting out Penitentiary. The reason to get out, the only way out, a hundred fools in the way. Uh, I think this is just a movie where a boxer punches some bars for an hour <laughs> and a half. Um, it doesn't even look like he's interested in punching them. It doesn't no. look like the normal head for that body. No. Oh, no, 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 no. It looks like this film was made with O.J. Simpson in the lead, and then they Photoshopped someone else's head onto it. <laughs> I'm like, not even kidding. Like, we can't have O.J. Simpson running around murdering people. Oh, shit. Uh, for the 15th time in a row, Arrow is releasing the reanimator this week. They've released this a number of times. Well, that's a well cool cover. what they do is... Um, to help people understand is they release a limited edition mm. and like a super rare limited edition. 
And then after all those ones have sold, then they just release a single disc version of it. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have the reanimator that's, like, the deluxe edition. And it comes with, like, three discs and a 98-page comic and essays. Um, Then the other one is, it comes with, like, two discs. And that one, I think, is probably just the standard one. Hmm. That's cool. That's the one you switched that makes out more for sense. the old one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That one I have that you gave me still has a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, no, it's still... Actually, it's still a really good Blu-ray. Yeah. So this next one from Arrow, I have no idea what genre this is. Uh, it's The Witches. Um, look at the guy's haircuts on the on the, the left. Just, just look <laughs> at the... like Martin Van Buren. Right, one of them is literally a clown. Uh, and then you've got this Van handsome Buren. motherfucker over here. Like <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in the Coliseum. It's like Larry from the Three Stooges. Yeah, and then the, yeah, uh, it's very actually it looks like and they're <laughs> the all, dude from Roger Rabbit. <laughs> they're all Italian, um, so I assume it's some kind of Italian film. It's got Visconti. I think that's safe. Uh, all right, uh, from oh, wait, this says from Lion. No, it's Lion Gate. Oh, but it's a Vestron release of Class of 1999. Uh, which uh, is the most hey, that's you, Ryan. 1990s uh, <laughs> cover it could be because it's like this metal skull with the reflection of some punk kids like on it. Well, I like skull. that. Wait, that, I like that tagline: "The ultimate teaching machine out uh, of control." So above it is a government experiment finally makes school safe for everyone except the students. Nice. <laughs> it's a robot principal, man. Oh, did you oh. know? I didn't notice this till now. Did you see the skull is wearing a suit? Mm. See down there, ah, a little bit ah. of a suit. Here's here's there. a little uh, trivia. It's a Suedo sequel to Suedo 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 Suedo. Suedo. It's not quite leather. Yeah, it's um, it's suede. It's a suede uh, pseudo uh, sequel to uh, Class of 1984, which you can get on Screen Factory. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the one you were telling me about where the guy died right after production? Or No, that's uh, which one another it? high school one. Like a high yeah, school it's... Um, fuck, I don't remember. Anyway, but class it's, of 1984. That sounds cool. Oh, it's uh, Slaughter High. That's Slaughter that High. That's one. Okay. And for the very last one, uh, from a studio called Five Loose Women <laughs> comes a Vinegar Syndrome release. The uh, the tagline here is "No prison bars could hold them," and the title is "Fugitive Girls." Um, oh shit, it. son! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am so buying This that is movie. definitely uh, one people have to look up the cover for. Uh, um, this is difficult to describe. Um, there's there's two. Why is the eye so long? There's mm-hmm. two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's two ladies. Well, it, I think it becomes no. It doesn't even become a bar. There's two ladies wrestling each other. One of them in some white pants, and the other one in, in a bikini. They're both, they're both um, both have big boobs. They're both yeah. They're both like Dennis from from It's Always Sunny level of misshapen. <laughs> if you'll if you if you take my drift there, um, I think they're getting chased by dogs at one point. One lady is like karate kicking. I think a pole. There's also a, just a just a granary in the background. Um, with some with some gr- grain elevators, and some some motorcycle men <laughs> driving very aggressively up a very steep incline. Who um, knows where they're gonna land? Yeah, so that's pretty good. That lady's got a gun. Oh, the bikini lady. The bikini lady has shackles on, guys. She's been she's been locked up. Do they like? 
is there a scene in this movie where they're all on like a chain gang, like breaking rocks on the side of the road, but they're all in bikinis? This is like a title that sounds so familiar, but I've never seen this movie. So where I'm, do you find that? At? I looked it up on Amazon. It just gives me the poster. It's on Blu-ray.com. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. I can pre-order it right oh, there here. It is. Yeah. Um, How much is the pre-order? Uh, Twenty-three twenty-two. That's not bad. So that's you know thirty percent. Shoot. Yeah. Um, not get, all of us should buy this. Sign though, because it's only thirteen. <laughs> I think if all three of us buy this, we'll own eighty percent of the <laughs> of the company that made it. <laughs> and I can't have five loose women on my resume. Oh my god! <laughs> Real Nerds presents ah. at the Alamo Fugitive Girls. <laughs> Yeah. Done. <laughs> That's pretty great. 1974, Fugitive Girls. Sheesh. <laughs> Who's in the cast? Anyone we're, we might even remotely be aware of? So, yeah, it's you know why it is? is because Fugitive Girls is a separate title. It's actually Five Loose Women is the real title. Oh, really? Yeah, I just oh, looked it up they, on IMDb. On, on, uh, on Blu-ray.com, they put that where the... The thing is, oh, okay. Oh. Uh, don't worry, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll explain it to you. Oh, because uh, I have the. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Five inmates break out of a women's prison. Four of them are hardened convicts, but one is a girl who was convicted of a crime she didn't commit. Oh shit! As the authorities chase them down, the cons terrorize or kill anyone who gets in their way. The other one, uh, get some coffee as a sandwich. Five loose women, four aggressively loose women. <laughs> Anyway, that is Blu-rays this week. Unless I miss some some, some uh, kind of Ed Wood is in it. Digital bit. What the fuck? I'm buying this movie. Uh, he's credited as Pop, and he also plays a sheriff. And his voice can be heard as one of the witnesses outside the liquor store. Oh, that's where they found him when they cast him in the movie, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, you did miss Cyborg from Shout Factory. Oh, they delayed that. Oh, it's delayed. Yeah. Uh, yeah See, Blu-ray.com till April because I guess they ran into some sort of problems that they're not saying right now. That the movie sucks, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, no amount of special features will save it. <laughs> but well, I pre-ordered because it it's so batshit stupid. But yeah, um, damn, I have to get it. This isn't the only one they back-ordered though. Like, well, I, the rumor is, and I mean, because I just follow Screen Factory stuff online, uh-huh. is. Van Damme is being an asshole. Oh. oh. Impossible. <laughs> Who would do that? These are lies. But that could also be just a bad rumor because they use his likeness in the new commissioned artwork. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you – he has to know what's coming out. Why does he ma- – why does it care? There's a – on the movie podcast, the two guys who are like heading that told a story about how the Death Becomes Her release was a challenge because oh, yeah. someone didn't like their appearance on it. They won't say who. Bruce <laughs> Willis. <laughs> well, they R- could always. Ryan, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> they could always Photoshop his headshot from 1994 onto the cover the way they do with all his new d- director DVD releases. Well, they just use the original um, movie poster. And then the sure. reverse is like the other one, with, like mm-hmm. just the bottle of potion. That's actually a pretty fun movie. Good news, guys. Um,. My copy of, of Fugitive Girls is on its way. <laughs> did you really order it? I did. Wow. Yeah. And because I used uh, Amazon Smile, a small portion of my <laughs> <laughs> purchase went to charity. Oh. You're welcome, Mom. Oh. Well, well, now I'll just have to borrow it from you. She's going to send me a check from her company for like a half a cent <laughs> and be like, I don't want your dirty money. 
That's how she sounds. Did you get it because I sold you on the Ed Wood was in it? Yes. <laughs> James, I literally James was Lundy looking had at this it. movie with busty women on the cover, but the money went to starving children. <laughs> no, it's literally if anybody says like like Brooks will see it in my collection or something, like what the fuck is this? And then, oh wait, I have to show you something. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, while James is doing that, we also have a segment called "What We've Been Watching." So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. I'm going to pet nothing. So I got this petting from, I don't know if you ever saw Conan O'Brien when he was like the late, late show with Conan O'Brien. Like the early years, yeah. And he had a segment called Guests Will Never Have Back and the graphic would always come on. He'd always pet it. <laughs> so that's what I do in what we've been watching. I'm petting nothing. And it's even more worthless because no one can see what I'm doing. Okay. My future mother-in-law got me this DVD. She put it in, in my Christmas gift. Uh, this movie's called Violated. <laughs> Uh, my sh- it it actually says adult Frank. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, shocking. Oh, there you go, Ryan. I'm just gonna look at it real fast. Yeah, by all uh, means. I'm gonna see. Read, uh-huh. read that cover. Sister Cinema. The name does not imply just horror and science fiction. Oh wait, this isn't a description of the movie. It's like a description of the people that put it out. Oh. <laughs> all right. <coughs> oh my goodness, I could not stop laughing. I was like, what world am I living in? That You gave me like a weird, it's not even, it doesn't even look like sexploitation. I, it looks like a weird BDSM movie. Um, it might be a sex education film from the late 40s. <laughs> <laughs> the, the DVD doesn't even have the name of the, uh, like it has it in the, the bottom, violated. But the, James, the, I think the this might be actually a snuff it. film. <laughs> yeah. I, she she buys a lot of things at like thrift stores. This might be some kind of this looks extremely you know, suspicious. Eight millimeter style. Uh, yeah. Right. Anyway, well, it's really next week. James, will let us know about Violated. <laughs> no. What's in there is really the the movie vacancy from from the camera's point of view, and not the uh, the the mm-hmm. filmmakers. So you get to see Luke Wilson die in that one. Oh yes. Great. What, what segment are we on? Sorry. Yeah, what we've been watching. Oh, Brad, cool. what you watch this week? Oh, so many things. So. Strap in. Um, first, I watched uh, the Polka King with Jack Black. Oh man, <laughs> on Netflix, it. it's okay. Um, I didn't know that it was a a real thing. Mm-hmm. This tells you how to There's a corresponding yeah. documentary on Netflix. Yeah, right? I didn't watch that yet. Um, I just, yeah, I just I just thought it was gonna be some wacky comedy with Jack Black, and no, it's kind of a straightforward. Here's all this shitty stuff that this uh, entrepreneur did. Uh, to these people and it kind of plays out in chronological order um there's nothing too hilarious it's just him uh as this uh you've got to be the poker king reach up and grab singing like that um (laughs) in between uh his different scams of you know just getting all these small town investors to just give him money (laughs) and then he you know does crazy stuff like you know arrange a meeting with the pope uh, for their money, and then somehow he actually does it, and it's insane. And yeah, it wasn't until after the movie's over. Watch me as I shimmy for the Pope. <laughs> I'm going to dance in the Sistine Chapel, and everyone's going to say, Is this guy from Satan? That's my Jack Black. I know. Pretty good. Oh, we know. <laughs> Pretty good. We yeah. picked up on it. <laughs> and at the end, they show like uh, photographs <laughs> of the uh, the real guy. And it's like, oh wow, this is a real thing. That sucks. Oh. Um. So yeah, I, I might try and catch the documentary at some point. I feel like Netflix. That's the deal now. Is 
they'll make a they want to make a documentary of something but they'll also like okay we'll make the documentary but you also have to make the uh dramatized version to go along with it and release them separately like glow and glow yeah but he did the opposite though with the national lampoon thing so because that documentary came out first speaking of which i did not watch that oh okay Uh, i watched little monsters put a pin in it which is a savage movie yeah really i'd never seen it before movie's pretty bad yeah oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it took like it takes like 30 minutes maybe an hour to get to howie howie mandel which creature makeup is (laughs) weird whatever Always, always good when it's like my goal is to get to Howie Mandel. Well, I'm really hoping the movie will pick up then. Like he's on the movie poster and stuff. Like that's the yeah. sell of the movie. Oh, and I then, know. So you're just watching Fred Savage and his little brother like try to tell their parents that there's a monster that's harassing them, but they obviously don't believe him. And then yeah, Howie Mandel's monster character is pretty like for a kids movie. <laughs> like he's making all these sex jokes and like saying shit. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's like one of the biggest flops of all time, too, isn't it? I don't remember it being I'm a pre- flop. I'm like, I remember sure. like the kids around me oh, enjoying definitely. it. Um, but I was like, wow, this is not the movie I expected at all. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, Daniel Stern's in other movies besides <laughs> Home Alone. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was like, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I really finished watching it. I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, to... Uh, Go ahead and put on. That's one of the biggest fossil times. It's domestic gross was seven hundred ninety three thousand dollars. Oof! Wow. Does it What's have the budget? Do you have the budget? Uh, it says NA. Oh, mm. that's probably too far I back. I bet it was more than that. <laughs> I mean, back in that those days, you'd yeah. have a real movie unless it, it was at least three billion dollars to make the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So don't watch that. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, then I also watched a, a Russian documentary called The Road Movie. Okay. Oh, the one at the Sea Center? Yeah. What Wait. is it? Uh, its budget was $7 million. Oh. Oof. Yeah. yeah. 10%. All Little Monsters, not fired. The Road Movie. <laughs> hey, this was, this was financed by Vestron Pictures. Maybe that's why Vestron doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> None of those people exist anymore. Yeah, it's just a movie about, yeah, this monster making mischief and... Fred Savage is on board for a little while, but then when it gets like really kind of gets nasty, um, he turns on the monster and then they kind of, yeah. I'm not really sure what the real point of it is. Like it's pretty obvious that you shouldn't pick on people, mm. even if you're a monster. Anyway, back to the road movie. Um, the road movie is, I went in thinking that it was all these crazy clips of Russian dash cam footage um and watching it almost feels like a student film a student experiment an assignment for class of editing a bunch of youtube clips youtube clips together (laughs) um it was it wasn't even an hour and a half i think it was only an hour long and i really could have just stayed at home and watched youtube videos (laughs) so there's not even is there like a voiceover saying like no in russia no it's literally just camera youtube clips and they're also like weirdly edited so sometimes they'll go on longer than the you know than the fun part you know like a car will crash and then something will happen and it'll just kind of like the footage will keep keep rolling and you're like oh something is going to happen next and then it just cuts the next clip and you're like oh so they just didn't tighten up that edit um 
Cause but I heard some people saying that like, well, that's that's the style. It's like those long edits are, <laughs> it's all, are, are it's influencing your brain to feel a certain way. I'm just like, no, I think they just sloppily edited it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's avant-garde found footage YouTube. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of cool things. Like at one point they're driving through a forest and it's on fire. Mm. Um, that's cool. It, it's like purple and orange. Um, and you can barely see that, you know, the f- smoke clears and two feet in front of them is another car. Um, and then, uh, there's like a fireball that comes out of the sky and crashes into a bunch of apartment buildings. Um, yeah, there's some interesting stuff. Uh, there's like this head on collision that you think someone probably died in, but, hmm. oh yeah. Fire? Is yeah, that the fire see, clip? I could just watch this at home. I literally just found the purple fire clip. Yeah. Uh, I Googled, I, or no, I YouTube drive through fire purple and this was the third so one. Is the Look road- up a uh, tank goes through car wash. <laughs> it sounds like the road movie isn't really a movie and more like some kind of like it's like when they would gather clips from old TV shows and package them together and show you in the cinema like like the show shows movie and like stuff like that you know like it, or like Texas is wildest police chases yeah it's like Texas is a rush no it's oh, like okay. I don't need to see the outtakes from cops type in Russia projected in 4K <laughs> type in Russia like they're all from Russia. Yeah. Do you think it's an indoctrination tool for? There's this one where this guy gets off this bus, um, and he he looks like he's a little like wigging out, and all of a sudden he turns to the dash cam of this car that's in front of him from the crosswalk, and he just starts climbing on the. Uh, he starts like pulling on his ear, and he climbs on this woman's like hood and like grabs onto her window shield wipers. And starts like making like these gestures, like he wants to kill her, like cut her in her throat, ah. and she starts driving off as this like um, she pulls forward and she's screaming, and then this she sees there's a cop car ahead, and this guy just will not get off her, and he's creepy as hell, mm-hmm. and, but he will not get off the hood, and then finally, just as she gets up to the cop car, that guy bails. Um, I mean, I understand verite style, but this if the clips are available on YouTube and that's all that's being shown, like that's there's why am I buying the ticket like that? that yeah, that's why I was like, I could watch this at home. It's like, just like, yeah, they're just putting up on YouTube for free. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't make your movie any less. I mean, I don't know. Like, just that's a style, but it doesn't sound like that the way you're describing it to me. It was also like a Denver Film Festival, like best of thing. I'm just like, well, I'm not gonna put any stock in that. <laughs> yeah, like kudos through like like I thought it was gonna be edited in a way that was like, oh, it. it, it accumulates to something but it really just you know at one point it's all snow crashes and then there's another point where it's all uh rain crashes um and there was a really spooky one where i was just watching it like he's just driving in the dark and then i swear like even me out of nowhere this uh deer just appears like ooh, those are creepy yeah like it didn't come out of the ditch it was just in the road oh it was like a ghost deer yeah <gasps> ooh. and it fucked up that car <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. There's pretty, some pretty harrowing crashes in there, but still, it was just like I don't see where this is building to. Yeah, maybe yeah. an experimental documentary though. Like maybe it's like, like the way Henry sometimes described David Lynch. Like it's more about how you feel and less about like. Well, that's you. what they're saying is like it how was I edited feel. a certain way to like provoke a reaction. But I'm just like, I didn't get it. I how just, I feel is like you took eleven dollars to show me YouTube clips. That's how I feel. Like seven dollars because I'm a DFS member. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a t- it wasn't a huge loss. Um, I mean, there's some s- still interesting stuff to watch, but it's like a whole movie. I was just like, I don't know why this exists. How much um, is a YouTube Red subscription? Is it more than seven dollars? <laughs> just saying. Um, let's see. Uh, I also watched Free Jack. 
because it's the next How This Get Made movie. Oh. Yeah, and you can't, apparently you can't get oh, it anywhere. Right. Yeah, they did that weird thing where they give you like a, a Vimeo link. Yeah, so they gave me a Vimeo link, and then I, f- I looked up what the password is because I couldn't figure it out myself, and I feel stupid for not figuring it out because it's so obvious. But uh, Free Jack is a movie from the early 90s with Emilio Estevez and Mick Jagger. And Rene Russo. And Anthony Hopkins. Oh, man. Um, And it is probably a candidate for an MST3K movie. Ooh. Yeah. Um, It is bizarre. Uh, I wrote a note here. The Scorpions have the end theme song. But, like, why wouldn't you have a Rolling Stones song? (laughs) If you have Mick Jagger in your movie, but uh, Emilio Estevez is a race car driver, awesome, who gets into a horrible, horrible Formula One accident where he ramps off a wall and into like one of those train bridges, which I don't know why they have like a train bridge over the race track, but whatever. That seems dangerous. Um, he cra- it explodes, but uh, <laughs> a company movie f- not over, but a company from the future, um, uh has reached back in time to snatch him out of that wreck just as it explodes to bring him into the future so that his body can be used to uh, insert the consciousness of the, like, globo corporate company. The head of that, he's going to use his body to resume his consciousness. Uh, Future Walt Disney wants to put his brain in a dead guy. Yes. Okay. Um, and for some reason, Emilio Estevez is the best candidate for that. Is Anthony Hopkins future Walt Disney? Um, he is, but you're not supposed to know that. But I mean, if oh. you cast Anthony Hopkins in the movie, yeah, you, I mean that was obvious to me. Uh, Made my dreams come true, Clarice. Jonathan Banks is this uh, other guy at the company who you think is helping Anthony Hopkins, but he's actually trying to prevent anthony hopkins from achieving his goal so that he can become oh he's like the, the bad guy from tron <laughs> yeah yeah just yeah yeah <laughs> um and then yeah mcjagger is also working for the company trying to collect emilio estevez so anyway he he gets emilio estevez wakes up in the middle of the transference and escapes and so for the rest of the movie mcjagger and jonathan banks are trying to track him down he wakes up in the middle, not of being transferred into the future, but of being having his brain moved over. Yeah, as soon as he gets transferred in the future, he's immediately put into like a laboratory. Okay. And he's unconscious, and then as they're about to start the whole thing, he wakes up and escapes. Gotcha. Yeah, and then as Mick Jagger's tracking him down, they sort of like have this uh, car chase that where they're kind of one up in each other, and then yeah. through their adversity they're kind of becoming friends so Ooh. by the end of the movie they, they kind of help each other out and yeah the, the acting all around is pretty pretty insane you should need to watch it like watching a, a car wreck yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty so it's not available but how did they like how did they it got its own comic book at some point yeah oh it's called free jack because i don't know they don't explain it very well is his name jack Everyone in the future, I guess, is tied into the entire. Like, it's only it's it's in it's set in two thousand nine. The future. I remember that. Yeah, and so (laughs) I think everyone in society is connected to a greater consciousness. And he's a free jack because he's not tied to that. Like, he's his own man, and that's Ah. why the CEO wants that body. Um, Aha! 
But, but um, so like, what's the scoop with it on how did this get made? Like, how do how were you able to see it? Because you said it's not uh, any available anywhere. Yeah, they posted a Vimeo link, and oh. you have to guess the password. To yeah, if you if you it. listen to this week's mini episode, they'll he'll tell you uh, how to do it. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's a, it's a it'll be a great great episode, I'm sure, because it's ridiculous. It sounds great. And then the last thing I watched was Kickboxer Retaliation. <gasps> you son of a bitch! <laughs> Still at 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's better. That means it's one percent better than Lady Bird. <laughs> That's how points work. <laughs> so, Kickboxer Retaliation, um, better than Kickboxer Vengeance. Yes. Still super weird editing. Fuck. Um, but the fights are pretty awesome, and the final fight is way too long. Surprisingly, <laughs> it's, it's exhaustingly long. How long is the movie? Like an hour thirty? Or? Yeah, an hour and a half. This this sounds like I would want to oh, watch it's two it hours. On... Yeah, <laughs> this sounds like I would want to watch it on VOD. But should I pay to see it in the theater? You don't have to see it in the theater. Okay, There's you. nothing about the theater experience that's going to help you. Um, I the sound was better. I I feel like I'm like, forgetting how dialogue painful. was in sync this time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, like the the there's a whole part of like in the middle of the movie. So the, the 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 plot of the movie is that Kurt Sloan um, is gone back into like the MMA kickboxing circuit, um, and wait, he didn't learn his lesson from the last kickboxer. I don't remember the lesson. I was. don't know either. <laughs> just, kickboxer, uh, kickboxer resurgence. Yeah, uh, vengeance. He wins the fight, and then as he's uh, like uh, cleaning up, like getting finishing up the night, uh, these two cops show up, and they're like, "Hey." Um, we're gonna take you in. He's like, "Why? Because uh, you murdered a dude in a tournament, like back in Thailand." Fair. Yeah. He's Very like, "Oh fair. shit! Uh, can I see your badge?" And they're like, "No." And then they like drug him and they take him to Thailand, where he runs into uh, Christopher Lambert, who's right. like, "Hey, um, I'm a Highlander. You can either stay in this prison for your crime, or you can fight this Swedish guy, this behemoth <laughs> of a Swedish man, um, and oh. you'll have your freedom." Because I'm super rich Why? and I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And buy your freedom. And then while he's in there, he runs into, after a good long time for some reason, he runs into Jean-Claude Van Damme, who was blinded by these individuals. Wow. Um, but he's ready to train Kurt Sloan if he's willing to fight this that's Swedish like a, That's a monster. Thor Ragnarok level plot twist. Yeah. Like, oh shit, JCVD blind now. Does yeah. he do the twist? Does, does he do the splits blind in the movie? He does no splits. Oh, fuck. But he does fight blind. Oh, great. Yeah. Um and then they kidnap his wife, the girl from the last movie. The oh, the she's young married now. Yeah, they're married now. Um, <laughs> they had such a great romance. Yeah, I'm so glad things worked out for them. But anyway, while he's in this prison, there's this fight scene where um, you know he he's the fresh meat, so he senses that all the other prisoners are just going to attack him just because. Yeah. Um, but he's ready for it, so he just like stomps each of these guys one by one as he casually walks through the prison That's awesome. and outside and he's just like it's all one shot of just like throwing these guys up and down these stairs and then they're out in this balcony and they're like rolling off the roof and there's like this pipe structure for like building stuff uh what is it called like a catwalk or a uh, scaffolding scaffolding yeah sure. and they're fighting around those things and it's all just one continuous shot um i mean it might be digital yeah <clears throat> digitally sewn together but it was, it was impressive like um, and then uh, yeah the, the end fight he fights the giant Swedish 
man uh he dies at one point um, Jean-Claude Van Damme or you young kid yeah Kurt Sloan okay he gets oh <laughs> I forgot he infiltrates uh Christopher Lambert's home to go uh extradite his wife in the process he gets captured and they're holding him back and the Swedish guy is about to punch him in the chest and his wife jumps in front of him no. <laughs> to absorb the hit. No. <laughs> and does she, she die instantly? You think she does. And then they're like, oh, no, she, it's okay. She's in the hospital. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's so silly. When he dies, does he go to, to uh, Transformer Heaven and then come back? No, he just flashes back to at the very beginning of the movie. It starts with this. Uh, they're on this train okay. and he and his wife are like in a ballroom gown and a suit and they're just dancing and then out of nowhere these uh uh, thugs show up to attack them and he fights them in the train car and then they go up on the roof and like he kicks them all off and stuff and then uh, he falls in the water and then like it's a dream and then when he dies that whole like suffocating underwater comes back and uh throughout the movie he sees those people as actual manifestations of other people yeah, and then that train sequence later is like the one of the worst green screens I've ever seen, <laughs> which I don't know how it got worse from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ran out of time to work on it, maybe. Yeah. Like, why did you um, have to do it twice? Yeah, and speaking of, like, bad title graphics, like the logo and everything, and the, the, there's a ton of just transitions between scenes of, like, 50% overlays of Thailand temples and flash flashes of white and uh graphics and tigers and uh <laughs> temples like layered over each other just because they have to get from one scene to another yeah did uh did entertainment good time studios make this movie <laughs> <laughs> something called the exchange um oh. yeah well cool anyway so it was more fun like because there's uh, the whole almost the whole movie is just fighting like almost every scene has some kind of fight sequence in it. There's yeah. very little, if there's any dialogue, no one cares about it. And they're just trying to get through it to get to the next fight scene. I'll be honest. I have this like sneaking suspicion that I'm forgetting how intolerable the last one was. Um, but it's good to hear this. This is maybe okay. Yeah. And just out of nowhere when they have to escape, uh, Van Damme makes a phone call. And then I didn't know Duran had a son, but he shows up to help everybody. Wait, JCV has a son. <laughs> Or Duran, the his character in the movie. I mean, he right. in, yeah. he well, has kids in I real mean, life, but yeah. JCVD, I mean, is his character. Yeah, I don't think is. I would be surprised if it was a kid of his playing that role, but I haven't oh, looked it shit. up. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's just in the middle of the movie. Hey, we're introducing this other character, and he's what's his son's name? Durant too? Oh, I forget. It's, <laughs> it's like something that starts no, with Durant, a K, like duh. Kyle or something, like like French. Uh, anybody? <laughs> You're gonna look it up. I am. Zach talks. Yep, so that's all I watched. Zach? Uh, Going to be really quick. I only watched four things this week. Um, two of them are documentaries. You should um, work on your password, too, for your iPhone. I, I don't give a shit. I, obviously, it's, it's one, two, three, four. It's my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> um, two, do- two of them were documentaries. Um, the uh, no. first one, yeah, I, I not as much this week. Um, uh, one was the Netflix original Icarus. Um, which is um, directed by a guy who uh, hails from Denver, or actually Boulder, but he grew up in Denver. Anyway, um, it's about a bicyclist, uh, a bicycle enthusiast who kind Throw of his like, bike too close to the sun. No, <laughs> but the opening image Shame. of this movie is the sun, 
blaring at you, and it says Icarus. Mm. So you know that someone's reaching too close to God. Anyway, um, it's about a cycling enthusiast who is disillusioned by the steroid use in the sport, um, particularly Lance Armstrong and whatnot. So he actually sets out to wonder how the people were able to get around these tests, and it leads him to one guy who's head of the WADA, which is the um, uh, World Association Against Doping uh, uh, Group. Anyway, he the guy who runs the American division doesn't want to help him, but he leads him to a guy from Russia who um, is more than willing to help him, like, show him how you're able to get around the doping process. Hmm. And in the middle of it, this same guy who's helping him... <coughs> Um, is involved in the uh, Russian-wide doping scandal at the Olympics, and um, which was kind of covered in the, the couple of years ago. Um, and what and what started as a film about trying to f- like essentially the supersize me of uh, steroid doping turns into an espionage film that is really compelling and at times very freaky. Um, it got nominated for the Oscar for best doc, so I would check it out. Okay. Um, it's on Netflix, so it's free. And heads up to this guy, Denver filmmaker, getting nominated for an Oscar for his first film out the bat. Um, <coughs> the only other documentary was a film called Abacus, Small Enough to Jail, um, which is from the director of Hoop Dreams. Um, and it's free on PBS. You can check it out. It's about the only bank that was truly convicted in a court of law after the f- 2008 financial crisis. Mm. And spoiler alert, it's a bank run by a minority, so that's the only reason it was prosecuted. Because <laughs> we can't get out. Yeah. Basically, the the whole thing is is that they, one of their employees uh, was defrauding investors, and so instead of going after, and they fired the employee, they did everything correct. But the government thought, well, then they must have all been in on it, so they jailed them and took them to court, and it lasted five years, and it's excruciatingly frustrating to watch, Hmm. because you're just like, you you look at it, and you're just like, the DA's office in New York cannot be this fucking stupid. Hmm. Um, So, but uh, anyway, it's it's a frustratingly good watch. I'd check it out. Again, free on PBS. Um, And then um, I was on Stars trying to figure out if it worked on my computer, because I got everything updated. Um, and I was browsing around their horror section, and for some reason I chose the shittiest thing I could possibly choose. Um, guys, what happens when you take John Carpenter and break his will to live? You get Ghost of Mars! Um, <laughs> starring Pam Greer, Jason Statham, Natasha Henstridge. I hadn't seen this movie in, since I was 15 when I checked it out from the library. And there's a reason I returned it to the library and tried ver- and d- did, did everything in the easiest possible way to never watch it again. This movie is garbage. Um, my least favorite Statham movie. It's and he's creepy in that movie. I forgot. He's like he's constantly trying to get into Natasha Hendricks's pants because it's a major. Oh, I need to know if you wear on a wire. So do you, I mean, <laughs> I, see, I know you've seen it. Have you two seen it? Yeah, but it, a long time. Oh, God, I, the whole. Matrix, I don't know that I paid. I know that I'll I watched it right like while I was working I'm at Blockbuster. Of all these ghosts <laughs> of Mars. I, I watched it because I <laughs> knew it was bad. <laughs> and then I ended up sort of checking out. Um, um, it. it I there's ideas in there that are interesting and what's frustrating is that apparently like there was a script of this that was actually supposed to be Escape from Mars with um Snake Plissken in the role of what awesome. Ice Cube ended up becoming but I read the background info and I I didn't realize that this I it makes sense the studio butchered this fucking movie um and this is the film that 
told John Carpenter that it was time to leave Hollywood because he doesn't do a film after this until The Ward. Um, so yeah, that was I will never watch that movie again. That was just that was excruciating. I should have just shut it off, but I was like, no, I'll finish it. Um, and then the last thing I watched was um, when James before our movie uh, of the week, James and I went to Best Buy and uh, they had the Return of the Living Dead uh, Scream Factory edition with the slipcover for only fifteen bucks, and I I said absolutely, I'm going to buy that right away, um, take all my money, mm-hmm. and so I got it. And I sat down and watched the print today before we got um, here. That movie, they got they cleaned that the fuck up. Like, there's, it's beautiful looking. Like the the first time I saw the film, like whatever print MGM had, like it was bad. Um, so I mean, we've talked about Return of the Living Dead a bunch, so I don't need to like exfoliate the plot, but like, it's great. I, it, it, it's great as, as, and I was telling Ryan on Facebook is that like the overcrank shots where everything is going into slow-mo, which there are a bunch of it in the film, like overcrank is always hard to kind of like to scan and like clean up because by nature, the film has slowed down. So like you're seeing much more of it as it progresses, but this shit looks clean as fuck. Like, like I, the only things I can notice are things that I would expect to notice. Um, like just from an actual film stock, um, it sounds pretty good on it too. Um, I, I, I fucking love uh, uh, James Karen in that movie. Um, just like his goofiness throughout the f- first half of that film, and then his scene where he's gonna burn himself alive in the crematorium because he doesn't want to be sick anymore and doesn't want to live. Like is, it's it's set to this like very inappropriate song. I forgot. I just fucking love it. Um, I, yeah, I. I think the transfer makes it better. I think it's a little uh, warmer. Um, oh, yeah. The, the the shadows look better. There's not so much scratching in the shadows. Where the MGM one was okay, but you could tell it was sourced from an older source. Yeah. Um, but the Scream Factory, they cleaned up a lot of it. Yeah. And, like, because of that, like, scan and whatnot, like, when they're first going into the cemetery, mm-hmm. it kind of, like, has that, like... I want to call it like southern like southern cemetery feel where like the the sun's hitting off the green of the trees and whatnot yeah. looks fucking beautiful and i think linnea quigley's uh makeup looks a lot better in this one you can see like the purples and blues in it is yes. she the zombie lady yeah okay yeah the yeah she's um <laughs> it's been a couple of years since i've seen this i forgot like, yeah, the that whole, movie like, i wouldn't see with my mom you, yeah <laughs> my folks my folks yeah. went out to go like to the gym while i was watching it and i was like oh yeah fuck like i'm so glad they're ho- away from home right now right um there's you ever wonder so what it's much like naked to feel dead uh, <laughs> she's doing it again <laughs> it's great yep behind the scenes stuff is great watch your tongue if you like this job like this job <laughs> Tommy Jarvis. I mean, Tom Matthews. So good. But yeah, I can't wait to, because it's got uh, the truncated version of More Brains on the second disc, so I'm going to watch it. Mm, You should. Yeah. It's good. Uh, So yeah, that's all I watched this week. James? I looked it up, and that is his uh, Van Damme's son. That's cool. Oh, yeah, and he has the coolest name, Nicholas Van Varenberg. Why is his... Yeah, oh, go ahead. That's Van Damme's real last name, Van Varenberg. Oh, really? Oh. Man, he changed it to Van Damme from Van Ver- Van Varenberg. Anyway, uh, just saw a couple of things this week. Um, I I watched a futile and stupid gesture, which it sounds like is the better of the two 
the Netflix things that came out this week. Um, so that is the uh, the basically the sort of story of the creation of National Lampoon. Um, uh, it's really the story of Doug Kenny because, I mean, spoilers: the end of the movie is when Doug Kenny dies. Um, but uh, it's that. like <laughs> it's it's brilliant. It's funny. So like, I was about to go to bed and and it it had popped up and I I was like, oh, this is interesting, and, and I just sort of started it and Martin Mull came up and I was like. But it was Martin Mull saying he was Doug Kenny, but that he was at like it's Martin Mull navigating or uh, narrating the movie as an old version of Doug Kenny, but older than Doug Kenny ever lived to be, um, which on its own was I was just like, this is weird. And honestly, it, I, if it's got Martin Mull in it, I will I want to check it out. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Um, they do. There's a lot of meta humor <laughs> in there and the movie sort of makes fun of itself in a lot of ways. Um, he makes a point to point to to point out that like all the actors who are playing other actors don't look at all like the actors that they're playing. Um, so for example, uh, oh shit. Well, the guy who plays John Belushi is just a terrible John Belushi. Um, the guy who plays uh, Chevy Chase is um, uh, what's his name from Community um, and the Soup. Joel McHale. Um, Joel McHale. McHale. Like and Joel McHale with a bad wig on. Looks nothing like Chevy Chase. But I'm sure he knows his mannerisms. Yeah, but to watch him and Will Forte do a lot of coke is is actually pretty fun. Um, it, it's interesting. I both gained a lot of appreciation for National Lampoon. I really liked the part where uh, Caddyshack came out and everybody said it was bad because I was like, ha-ha, I am vindicated. But then at the end, Martin Mulsa was like, well, then people ended up liking it. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know. I Some people think out. it's all right. It's not great. Um, Nobody worry about that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think Will Forte is really funny in it. Uh, Domino Gleason is like his his business partner partner, and is a really good. So are they supposed to like look like poor versions of? Oh the yeah, playing? the movie is very aware that it's doing a bad job of reenacting history, <laughs> and it's just doing funny shit as it goes. It's David, um, it's David Wayne directed it, right? Yeah, it's directed oh, okay, by. Okay, there we go. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It has a certain level of like even the truth is like the wig that Will Forte is wearing doesn't look like because I went back and looked at pictures of of Doug Kenny and I'm like. He never looked like this. He had like a shorter haircut that like was combed to one side sort of. So it was a little goofy looking, but it was more goofy looking than this women's wig you just put on Royal Forte. Um, <laughs> like it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's an hour and a half long and it's, you know, it, it goes pretty quick. Um, and it did. It made me sort of appreciate National Lampoon more. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you should check it out. Uh, and then the only other thing is I did finally finish that that newest season of uh, of Black Mirror, and I will say you guys are right. Like it, it, it gets less depressing, but I wouldn't necessarily like. I look at it and I go like, okay, y'all are doing a good job. I still feel like it's held back by its premise, um, but at the same time, because there's still so many episodes are just about people being stuck in computers. Like I'm so tired. Like I think two or three of three of the episodes this season. Uh, and then obviously the one that I watched from last season, uh, we're all just like, people's brains are stuck in these computers. Isn't that terrible? And I'm like, I get it. Uh, you know, um, the, yeah, anyway, it was, it was fine. Um, better, better than any of the British seasons, as far as I'm concerned, because those were pretty terrible. 
Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much everything I watched. Plus, I've been watching a lot of comedians and cars getting coffee, and it's good. Uh, yeah, I'll catch up on stuff I missed. Um, Dear Lord. for two weeks right, is I gotta, terrible. I, gotta, I, gotta, yeah. just, um, I watched uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99, Woo! which is a, from, the, <laughs> <laughs> from the director of Bone Tomahawk, which I really love. Um, and this movie is really interesting because it stars Vince Vaughn as a drug runner. Um, and it starts as kind of a prison drama with Don Johnson as like the warden of this horrible prison that... Vince Vaughn ends up going to Vince Vaughn's uh, old boxer uh, and it builds up to this brawl in cell block 99 hence the name and it goes from this kind of serious drama about the dangers of being tied up into drug cartels and things like that to this over-the-top violence um, just to give an example there's this part where uh, I don't know, Vince Vaughn gets into this area and he beats up this one guy and pins him to the ground and puts his foot on top of his head. And he says, you let me get out of here. I forget what, what he says to him, or I'm going to drag this guy's face across the ground. And they like, don't believe him. So he takes his foot and drags this dude across the concrete and his like jaw breaks off in the most cartoony, like <laughs> practical effects you've ever seen. Um, but the movie's actually pretty good. It's um, Vince Vaughn's really good in it. Uh, again, it's, really slow moving but the violence is really cool <laughs> because it's practical and way over the top and you can tell it's fake but for some reason it works because after he drags that dude's across like the concrete he picks him up and his face looks like it's been ran over i don't know um so if you're looking for kind of a different movie um one that <laughs> i don't know it was fun uh i watched it again uh in oh yeah in, f- in 4k it's maybe the most disappointed 4k release i've seen not that it looked bad. It just wasn't when I watch 4K. I'm like, wow, look at how bright these colors are. Yeah, I forgot how dark it was. It, it's, like a... it's dark, and the Pennywise makeup looks great. You can see more cracks in it and stuff. But it, there's nothing that made me say, wow, this is you know a showcase piece for 4K. Yeah. So it's um, not going to be playing on the Best Buy TVs. No. Um, <laughs> but the, I did. I would love if it would. I did miss this one joke. I don't know if you guys caught it the first time. I just want to touch on it fast. So after... Um, uh, I forget that Ben gets uh, stabbed by th- the punk kids and they get him the stuff at the pharmacy. They all go out there and they see Beverly. And she's like, oh, are you OK? Did they get you the right stuff? And she winks at him. I'm like, oh, that's another new kids on the block reference. I totally missed the first time. Um, and it's yeah, the movie's great, though. The movie is really well done. Um, I saw the post last week. Um, oh, good. And the post is a great movie. Uh, the performances are really good. Meryl Streep is wonderful in it. Uh, Tom Hanks, of course. Uh, the movie. I always love movies about um, newspapers because they don't th- they seem like they'd be really fascinating, but they always are super fascinating on how they get the story and um, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the post was fun. Uh, I got a Screen Factor release called American Gothic, which is a movie I saw a long time ago, and it's about uh, <laughs> totally '80s premise here. So these these people go on it's pacific northwest and they take one of those uh planes that land in the water and on their way to land go wherever they're fuck they're going on remember seattle i guess and their plane has engine problems so they land on this island that's inhabited by this old man and woman rod steiger and uh, uh some old lady yeah and uh and their kids that are grown 
and they just start murdering people. It's really bizarre, but it's kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre where the, the family's really bizarre in it. And it's it's pretty effective because everything and it's weird and it has an unsettledness unsettlingness to it that you I mean, the performances are horrible, except for the, the old couple. But it's I don't know. I don't know. How it's, it's actually kind of a cool movie once you get past the bad performances and the idea is really cool if you get past the corniness um, about the people that are isolated on an island and how maybe they react to people coming to see them. Um, and so, yeah, it has kind of a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe to it. Uh, I watched Three Days to Kill, which is the Kevin Costner gym. Oh, shit. Um, I remember I got this at Trademark when they're going out of business. for It was like 75% off, and I, I remember going there. I'm like, they're not going to have anything. There's literally like 20 copies of Three Days to Kill. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. It was two ninety nine, And in it, he plays... So it's directed by um, Kenneth Branagh. No, it's it's McG. McG directs it. Oh no way! Yeah. Um, oh man, how the mighty have fallen. And he uh, in it, Kevin Costner plays like some CIA hitman, not really CIA. I don't know. He just plays some guy who kills people, and he's dying from some sort of disease. And Amber Heard works for the CIA too, I guess, and she gives him these shots that like stabilize him long enough so he can kill. But sometimes it doesn't help, so he has to drink vodka <laughs> to like make it okay. Um, Specifically vodka, or he just yes, has to get no drunk? vodka. She made a point of it. Um, and uh, Haley Steinfeld's his daughter in it, who he's estranged from, and his wife. Oh. And then there's these uh, like squatters that moved into his apartment because he was gone a lot. It's weird. What? It's really fucking weird. Um, but Kevin Costner's cool in it. How much killing does he do? A lot. Great. Three days worth. Three days. Yeah. He has three days to kill. But he's such a badass. Um, he charges Amber Heard for every person he kills. You have to watch. I can't even what? describe it. It's an, like an hour and 40 minutes long, and the plot is so dense that all this... you need to know is that he gets shots from Amber Heard, and he kills people. This sounds like what John Wick should have been. Like in a yeah, bad, like, no, like exactly. when you really think about how how much silly and weird there is in John Wick, like it should have been that shitty. Yeah, like but that, for some reason John Wick is elevated. Right. It like, yeah, it glides over the silly shit so fast. You're like, oh, that was that I'm was like, oh, okay. What, what I was guess, that little I bump guess, in the road there? I guess oh, people was... get Mario coins. That's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this doesn't. Uh, I don't know it's like fun in a bad way. I because I think McGee's actually a pretty talented director. Yeah, but I wasn't kidding. Like I think he's good. I. I would def I would defend him more if his name weren't fucking Mick G. I know, <laughs> and so it's I don't know if like if you <laughs> if you want to borrow it. I mean, I have it. <laughs> it, it I don't know. Like, I like Kevin Costner a lot, so I I'm willing to forgive some of the movies he's in. And this one, I mean, it's whatever. Have you seen Criminal? No. Okay. I was curious if it's better than Criminal. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe yeah. if it's for free, I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it has special features on the Blu-ray that aren't good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can watch it. I love it. Um, I love it. Just really, really striving for nice things to say. It has special features. Does it have a Mick G commentary where he goes, I don't know, man. I don't know. What you know I don't like know. It. I didn't look. I was really disappointed when I put the It Blu-ray in, and it was like that canned Blu-ray menu. Yeah. I was like, really, guys? Come on. I know a movie that, uh, you know they're double dipping, because a movie that made so much money. Oh, and and the, the, It's Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every Warner Brothers movie has that. Yeah. And so... Yeah. Ugly. At least if you're going to do it, like, have it just be a bar with names. Don't have it look like it was designed by an untalented designer in 1998. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a bummer. And he, I mean, I just wish when they, 
when I sometimes I don't know if they're going to double dip, but when you put in the Blu-ray, you're like, oh, there's definitely another one coming out. Yeah. Which is sad because I always say the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings I was okay with because I knew they told me. Yes. They, they told did. me they're going to do it. This, yeah. Wait till Halloween. I'm guaranteeing and there's going to be a different yeah, version. I thought of they already yeah. announced there will be a director's cut. At least with those, they did, but they're like, oh, we don't know yet. Hmm. At least with those, they also gave you a shit ton of extra content. Yeah. Right. Like. Paying for it the second time, you were getting more than a second oh, yeah. time. Well, I mean, the appendices alone is like four hours. Right. And there's a second so. movie coming, so there'll probably be like a f- complete edition. So <laughs> oh, there'll definitely be that too. Yeah, there'll definitely be one of those. Uh, I also uh, watched uh, Happy Death Day, which is oh. like Groundhog Day in slasher movie fil- form, um, which surprisingly was pretty good. They never um, tell you why she's reliving these days over and over again. Um, but it's basically she's a horrible person and she keeps on getting killed there's a yeah she the more and more she gets killed uh the more and more scar tissue builds up in her and it makes her a better person so in a way it's uh she's carrying the scars of being a bad person every time she gets killed um and it's it's actually pretty clever and the 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 lead in it she's really good which is important uh the only drawback to movies like this and even with groundhog day is you see the same thing over and over again. Mm. And to make it interesting to me, it has to change a little bit. But then it has the, you know, the requisite uh, montage of her being killed. Yeah. And then then it's one where she just accepts it and she walks out naked and, um, you know, whatever. But <laughs> they had to find a way. They had to. Had to find Because a way. she's free. She doesn't care anymore. She knows she's going to die. Yeah. Might as well die naked. Um, but there is some actually pretty clever um, and suspenseful parts in it. I... There is like, two twists in it, and after the first twist, I'm like, really? That's who the killer is going to be? That's stupid, because it's so obvious. But then they... Shouldn't she know? Uh, she doesn't. That's why she she's trying to figure out oh, like she who keeps, the killer is. She keeps is. getting killed like from behind, uh, or with no. a truck. So the killer just randomly pops up everywhere. And oh, are they wearing a mask? Like yeah. That? Oh, so okay. Th- they're wearing a baby mask, which is the oh, mascot yes. of... The college she's at, which doesn't make any sense. This is creepy. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually pretty fun. I mean, just watch. It's fun. Like that's all I can say about it. If you like slasher movies, you'll like it. It's not obviously it's PG thirteen, so it's not super gory. Wait, you just said that she walks out naked? Not really naked. Not really naked. So it's like, um, it's like Austin Powers, where they show a, like the shoulders and like you see a little cleavage. And then when they show when they show her from behind, it's always like some dude's like hand or you know something's blocking or obscuring oh, okay. the nudity. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a knife, there's a chainsaw, there's yeah. a you know, yeah. So I mean, it's fun. I was actually surprised. Um, you know, sometimes when you get Best Buy points, you take chances on stuff, and that was my chance. Yeah, and, and I was like, I'm like, all right, I'm all right with it. Um, Silver Bullet finally made it on Blu-ray from the Australian Blu-ray company called Umbrella, mm-hmm. which you can import, and um, they're only like 15 bucks on Amazon, and they work on your Blu-ray player, um, and they cleaned that movie up tons. Uh, it's it's good. It's a werewolf movie by Stephen King, and it's gory, and um, Gary, Busey Fair, Gary right? Busey's in it. Yeah, Gary Busey. Um, <laughs> this is before he was super crazy. Um, well... Well, I said super crazy. No. Okay, fair. So crazy, then super crazy. Um, so yeah, it's it's a cool movie. It's cleaned up really well. It has about two hours of special features on it. Interviews with a bunch of different people from the cast. Uh, they propped Corey Haim up. <laughs> Just kidding. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> um, 
That's one that took a minute. <laughs> yeah, that was a slow burn one. Um, but no, it's they have like interview with the creature design people too because a werewolf in it's not very good. He looks like a bear. It's it's really that's like the most disappointing thing about the movie where the mystery is really cool of who the werewolf is. Yeah, um, and Corey Haim fighting it with fireworks and stuff is really cool. Sure. Um, silver fireworks? No. So silver bullet is so Corey Haim is um, disabled, and his uncle, who's played by Gary Busey, makes him a motorized wheelchair that's called Silver Bullet. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, so the movie's fun. I, I think it's like an hour and 25 minutes. It flies by. Uh, like I said, the only downside is the werewolf. Yeah. Other than that, it's like arms are ripped off and, you know, you want to see violence and werewolves. Uh, I also watched uh, Who's Coming to Dinner, which I've never seen before. Oh, wow. Um, and that's a really great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Spencer Tracy is amazing in this movie. Uh, I think he did. He won an Oscar for this, if I remember correctly. Um, or was he just nominated? I think it's just nominated, but this was like this was the last, like this was the last thing he did. Yeah, he died 17 days after it was completed. Yeah, like Hepburn had to prop him up essentially. Like, yeah, he was it, not doing good. Yeah, I was watching. They have on the Blu-ray. I don't know if it's an. A, it has to be an A and E biography, and they're saying that he does at the end. He has this, I guess, soliloquy where he's talking to everybody about um, the importance of not. Stuff that's not important when you think it's important. Mm-hmm. And if two people love each other, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was watching it, and they're talking in this documentary how Hepburn was crying for real because she knew how sick he was mm-hmm. and knew it was like one of the last things he'd ever do. And he is, he's really brilliant in it. Um, so if you, w- I think the 50th anniversary is on Amazon. It's like 11 bucks, and it comes in a really cool, like, digital book. Mm-hmm. And it's totally worth it. It has lots of special features. Um, I think uh, I, I remember like, and maybe they talked about it in that doc that you watched, but they were getting him up at like the, they were shooting him first for the day, each mm-hmm. day as early as possible. And then at like, I think it's like either 10 or noon, he stopped, he went home. Yeah. He um, was really so, sick. Yeah. Uh, but he's great in the film. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched the uh, Halloween H2O with a commentary with Jamie Lee Curtis and the director, oh. Steve Miner. I was wondering why that was like the most random I know, thing I don't know. on your feed. <laughs> I, don't, I, I just picked it up. Uh, she's great, by the way. I, I really love listening to Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, what I found out about it, which was interesting to me, is she's the one who championed H2O. Mm-hmm. Like she went to the studio or uh, Mustafa and said, hey, it's 20 years later, much like the new one. It's 20 years later. Let's ignore all the other sequels. I want to make a Halloween movie, and I got John Carpenter on board. And she's telling the story during the commentary. Yeah. She got John Carpenter, Deborah Hill. They're getting ready to do it, and then John Carpenter's like, no, I really don't want to do it. So then she went, called her friend Steve Miner, who directed Friday the 13th Part 2, and said, hey, will you, do you mind doing this for me? They should have just given Carpenter that $10 million. And, uh, well, Steven Miner does a great job. I think, And that movie, too, is I think it's an hour and 10, 19 minutes. Oh, wow. And it flies by. Mm-hmm. And she's talking in it, too, about um, – so she had – she she basically came with the idea of the whole story. She's the teacher. She's an alcoholic. She lives away from everybody. Michael comes back. She kills Michael Myers. Uh, the studio came back and says, Hey, we really like this. Uh, you can't kill Michael Myers. And she said, what do you mean? She said, this is going to be the last fight. I'm going to chop his head off. They said, mm, you can't kill Michael Myers. Um, and so I actually think that's really cool though. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it. No. So, <laughs> Me neither. Sorry. Uh, Here's my yeah, impression of, of James course not. talking about this movie. Is that the one where he's on a boat? <laughs> oh, yeah. You knew I was going to make that joke. Yeah. Uh, so there is uh, – You've obviously you've seen yeah, it. Okay. So at the end, uh, she – so she 
beats Michael Myers by like jamming an axe in his chest and she knows he's not dead. So they put him in like a body bag and in an ambulance. So she commandeers the ambulance, takes off. He, she sees him getting up. She loses control of the ambulance. It rolls down. They both get ejected. Ambulance pins him against a fence. And as she walks up to him, which wait, well, hold on, his back going like, like yeah, he's like, Ugh. it's like the, it's so obviously fake when you watch it in the Blu-ray. Which is, yeah. oh, God. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, so uh, then Michael starts grabbing the mask, and she says, "Michael," and he reaches out for it, and she just reaches back and chops off his head. Um, so, which is awesome. In the next one, Resurrection, they explained that he switched. Uh, with uh, did he cut the throat of the ambulance driver? No, he crushed his larynx. Crushed his larynx. Put the mask on him. And he was reaching for the mask because it wasn't really him. And so she chopped off his head. I thought it was a great way to end the series. Um, and, but then, and then they ruined it. Then they ruined it. <laughs> and, they, and they said, you can't and do then that. They gave, and then they gave Jamie Lee Curtis a shitty-ass death and resurrection. Well, she said in the commentary the only way they would make that this movie with her is if she appeared in the second one. Oh. And she said she'll only appear if they kill her because she didn't want to... Um, she wanted to end it with killing Michael Myers, and yeah, since the studio that, makes sense, the studio didn't want it, so she's like, "Well, then you have to kill me." Well, and maybe it's because I'm coming at it from a 2018 point of view, where I'm like, "Dude, you guys reboot this, these fucking things every three years." Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? It ended up not mattering anyways, and yeah. that's why they're doing this no, new one. But I, she's really interesting. If you've never watched Jamie Lee Curtis or listened to her, she's a wonderful person to listen extremely to. Extremely intelligent, very well spoken. Yeah, and doesn't bullshit. No, she doesn't bullshit. There's a great documentary on that uh the night she came home where they just follow her around. She's never done conventions, so they she did this one convention for like the 35th anniversary of Halloween or something. Mm-hmm. Um and she they, she let a camera crew follow her around and she spent all this time with people and you know, she talks a she talks about it, and she's she's I love listening to her talk. Um and I I loved it more because I used to make fun of Josh Hartnett in that because if you've seen it and his hair's always fucked up and uh she said yeah he was kind of a douche he didn't want to be like the uh the poster boy so he would wear like a, a skull cap and just before takes he'd take it off so his hair would be all messed up so no one would find him attractive mm-hmm. um and so she would give like little uh things in that in the commentary where you don't hear very often there's, bu- there's bts footage on the on that blu-ray that you own i know you own of uh, Josh Hartnett fucking around with that skull cap beanie. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's really great in it. Steve Miner, I've never really heard talk because he doesn't do Friday the Thirteenth stuff very often. Um, so to he hear him really do interviews, period. No, <laughs> to hear him talk is pretty cool. Um, and like I said, she came up with pretty much all the beats of the story, um, and she's funny listening to because she hates slasher films, so she wouldn't watch when any deaths would happen on screen, and she's like, "You're gonna have to tell me what happens." And then after like Michael would kill somebody, she'd come back and. Um, so she's uh, like I I just love listening to her. Um, I it makes me even more excited. Like she posted a photo on Instagram. Yeah, it's the first shot, but it's a it's it's a um, firing range uh, point sheet. That nice. was her first shot. Uh, in the new Halloween movie. Uh, you, you'd like? I'm so excited. <laughs> you, you should listen to her commentary. She's great. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only commentary I haven't heard on the on that set. Uh, I watched uh, the movie The Boy with uh, Lauren Cohen from. Uh, uh, what is it called? Walking Dead, mm. and it's about the the porcelain boy that she's a nanny for in England. Oh, does he come to life? And then he's like, ah, I stab people. Um, no, it's oh, okay. it's a it's a really Wait. slow burn horror film. Oh, okay, it is a horror movie. Yeah, so in it, she's um, he has these rules. So the family leaves, and they're like, we're gonna we're gonna run a holiday. You need to watch him. You need to make sure he's in bed, dress him, blah 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 blah. So she starts breaking these rules, and he starts moving around um, the house. You never actually see him move. 
uh, she'll like put him in the bed and um, then she won't like give him his breakfast or something and she'll turn back and he'll be in a different spot. So you, it's a really slow burn. I, I won't spoil the twist in it, um, but it's actually more effective than I thought it would be that uh, she's really good in it. Um, it deals, it, it deals with kind of weird issues about grief with families because um, in it, the old couple, the reason they have the doll is because their son died in a fire. So they replaced him with a doll. So the family's kind of uh, the mom is really creepy. The dad kind of says, well, that's just my wife because of what happened. You know, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and uh, she so her character escaped to hear from America because her boyfriend was beating on her. And so there's some like heavy issues in it. That's I wasn't expecting. Um, not great. Not horrible. It's about middle of the road horror film. Uh, and the last thing I watched, uh, it's called It Stains the Sands Red, which you can watch on Comcast right now. It's free. It's a zombie film, but really clever zombie take. Uh, I'm always hesitant when movies, horror films especially, are really cheaply made. Um, but the people who made this film are super smart. So it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world. These two people are escaping from uh, Las Vegas. Uh, as they're getting away, their car gets stuck in the sand. And this is the opening of the film. And so they're trying to get it out. And they can't get out. They go out on this highway that just goes straight and you can see it for miles. And she says, what is that? And you see in the background, a zombie shuffling towards them. Just one just coming towards them. And they know who, what zombies are. So her boyfriend tries to kill it. They can't. So they get back in the car and it's terrorizing him in the car. Then he just disappears. Then they get out to get the phone and the boyfriend gets eaten. The whole movie, I'm not joking, is her walking. She has to walk 40 miles to this airfield is her walking with this one zombie following her the whole time because she, wow. she can't get away from him. And it's only one zombie. There's no huge zombies in it. Just <laughs> one zombie and her walking away from him and just him following her the whole time. And it's Crazy. it's pretty effective. I'm like, wow, that's kind of a cool idea. Just, you know, the two of them out there in the middle of a desert, one zombie, one chick, her just walking away from him. Um, and the the lead actress is really, really good in it. It has some flashbacks on why she's in the position she's in. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm super surprised about how effective this film is. Um, yeah. So you should check it out. It's, you can you can stream it for free on Comcast. I'm sure it might be on Amazon now, too. Hmm. But it's called It Stains the Sands Red. And there's, I mean, there's some lots of zombie violence in it, but um, it's interesting. Like, I, I didn't think it would work very well. Because I'm like, man, an hour and a half of a zombie following some chick. Obviously, other stuff happens, but... Um, that's the basic premise of it. I mean, I'd say a good three quarters of the movie is literally her walking with a zombie right behind her. So it's shot really cool. Like you can see her in the foreground. You always see the zombie behind her. Yeah. Um, and then eventually she starts cause she's in the hot sun. She starts, you know, like she needs him to be around and it's, mm -hmm. it's a great way of saying it's, he's actually pushing her to get out of the situation. Um, and so if you want to see a different kind of zombie movie, definitely check it out. It's not, action it's not crazy zombies one zombie that's cool. it and that's what i watched this week that's it good job <laughs> yeah i watched i watched like a tons of different shit this week um yeah well two weeks three weeks um this week on real nerds podcast yeah. we huh oh, i was gonna go around town but that's cool no nah, fuck what's going around town brad <laughs> no what's you, the you, fuck's going around town you, you don't want to know i don't have to no no you. tell me now now i want to know Hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. 
This week at the Esquire, uh, the midnight movie is Blazing Saddles. Ooh. Uh, Somebody would go back down and get a shitload of dimes. <laughs> That's how I'm, I should pay for it with a shitload of dimes. I wonder if they think that'd be funny. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I keep them in the rolls, so I need like three yeah. rolls. Yeah. I'm going to do that. You should do that. Like, here you go, shitload of dimes. What do you think? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, rounding out the rest of February and into March is Ichi the Killer, Mind Game, The NeverEnding Story, Cowboy Bebop, uh-huh. Jumanji, and Moonrise Kingdom. So I uh, will bring those up as we go along. The real Jumanji? Yes, the original Jumanji. It's the Robin Williams Jumanji. It's a movie about a game. Now the game comes to you. I love those commercials. <laughs> There's a tweet that The Rock put out. Some guy went on Twitter. I have not seen the new Jumanji yet, I know. Um, but I guess he dies in it and he comes back with all the same powers. And so some guy was saying, hey, man, in real video games, if you die, blah, blah, you respawn, you don't get the same stuff. And so The Rock's like, he has this like really long like response and he's like, actually, just go fuck yourself. It's like <laughs> the end of it. <laughs> that's really and good. that's how The Rock always wins. Also, that's not true. Like, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just no. I it. just mean in video games. Like in the, yeah. it depends on the video game. Well, right? I like, mean, it's where you hit the checkpoint. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like Bloodborne. Fuck. But Jumanji plays by its own rules. So uh, in Mario Odyssey, I just lose ten coins. Yeah, it's true. Like you know. And Evil Dead, uh, the musical, is playing at the Bug Theater. Oh, that's fun. For like the next couple of weeks, Friday and Saturdays. So check I saw that, that out. I was in Vegas. I like left it. 11:30 at night I was with my dad and mm-hmm. so it started at midnight and it was at the mall there and I went there and it was fun and my dad called me like seven times he's like are you ever coming back where are you I said I'm okay dad I'm like 30 <laughs> <laughs> that's cool uh, yeah, that's my experience with Evil Dead the musical nice. if you get the first like three rows it's like splatter zone or something you get doused with blood I and you get yeah. a t-shirt do you get a t-shirt at this one no this is it's, it's not the same production company mm-hmm. so just like at any Gallagher show. Yeah. <laughs> is he even funny? I don't know. No, he just tells racist jokes and hits fruit. Like I've, I don't remember. I don't think I've ever heard yeah, of it. I watched the Comedy oh. Central specials mm-hmm. back yeah. in the day, but I don't remember them being I racist. I love Dave but... Chappelle doing well, Black Gallagher. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave Chappelle's Black Gallagher Black Gallagher, is Gallagher don't than... go out like no punk bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to watch Chappelle when I get home. <laughs> this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw Hostels. Hostels. Mm. With 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 my buddy Bruce Wayne, um, James. Should people go see Hostels? I really appreciate how slowly you asked that question. <laughs> um, yeah, I I actually think this movie's really beautiful. Uh, it's got a really good story to tell. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> very, very deliberately paced, which at times is not the best, but I think it's a great film. Brad? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I didn't get to see it. <laughs> um, Zach? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um Kind of like a, a assassination of Jesse James. It, it takes its time. Um, the performances are solid. Um, actually, like I, I found it weird. I don't know like what Scott Cooper is trying to do with his film career because it seems like each film he does is very, very different from the next one. And maybe that's his style. But because um, like Black Mass, while I while I don't think it's the shit pile that he thinks it is, it does have problems. <laughs> uh, just for the listeners, I want to make sure everyone understands. 
he was pointing at me. I think it's a shit pile. Cause yeah. It is. So, but that being said, like this just is- call it blue contacts. <laughs> <laughs> I saw part of it the drive-in. I wasn't impressed. Oh my um, god. So, but this film obviously very different from that, and therefore anything else he's done before it. Um, it it's very beautifully shot, and I, I'm glad I saw it on a big screen because of the way it's shot. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd go check it out, but just be prepared. It's two and a half hours and it's slow as fuck. So just be ready for it. <laughs> it's like a pound of shit packed into a 25 pound bag. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love this movie. Good. I, I, I love deliberately paced Westerns. Really? Mm-hmm. I love the assassination of Jesse James. And, yeah. uh, this movie like hit all the right notes for me. Uh, it's slow paced, but even the small um, parts in it were by great actors. Mm. You know, um, I didn't know Ben Foster was in the movie. Me neither. You know, and he shows up three quarters of the way through. Yeah, it's great. And he has a great bit in it. Yes. You know, he's a very important. He's character. very important. And it, the movie itself uh, is not a story really of redemption. It's a story of, um, finding out who you really are and if that's really important in your life mm-hmm. um, through bigotry and racism on, on whoever it is. Yeah. And it's it's told really well. I love this movie. It's, it's a great film. I think it, it plays both sides very well. I think so, too. Because at the beginning... Uh, we should you know play what? the trailer. Yeah, we, let's play it. the trailer. I don't know how you've done all these years. Seeing all the... Things you've seen, doing all the things you've done, makes you feel inhuman after a while. Captain, you do know Chief Yellowhawk. The Army wants to be certain that the Chief gets home to Montana safely without incident. I have any idea what he's done. He's a butcher. Then the two of you ought to get along just fine. I've killed savages, because that's my job. You have no idea what war does to men. I hate them. I got a war bag of reasons to hate them. This will be done, and it will be done by you. Parade's over. Put them in chains. You believe in the Lord, Joseph? Yes, I do. But he's been blind to what's going on out here for a long time. Understand this. When we lay our heads down out here, we're all prisoners. Tells me 
You ain't got the nerve to fire that woman. You should see this movie. Yeah. So right away at the beginning, I'm like, holy cow, they're making... Um, I haven't seen a movie where Native Americans are that aggressive and that... Well, it, it's it's almost like if Dances with Wolves started with... Uh, not Oliver Platt. No, yeah, is that Oliver Platt mm-hmm. who gets who's yeah. who's the drunk guy who gets scalped? Yeah. It's like if the first scene was that, but even worse. Yeah, so I mean, the movie opens with uh, Rosamund Pike and her husband and family all learning adverbs, and it's really <laughs> cute. Um, it's adorable. Guys cutting wood. Yeah, guys chopping wood. They're building their house I, on the prairie. I love when guys chop wood in movies. Yep. Um, sometimes with just their hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Avengers. Um, a, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it opens with uh, this Native American war party like coming over the ridge. Yeah. And you know the there's well there's like seven of them. It's yeah. not like you know. to come up to take their horses. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's fuck. brutal. I mean, it starts with the murder of her children and her husband. And but at the same time, he also shoots first, right? So yeah, it's not till later when when Yellow Yellowhawk says like, "Oh, those are rattlesnake people." Don't trust those motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not till then that you were like, oh, okay, they're bad people. Because yeah. even then you're kind of like, well, he just starts shooting at these people. Yeah, you know, which makes um, the beginning of that film even more genius because of what comes right after that scene, where it's the juxtaposition of it, where the Native American people are found in a little bit more of a dire position, and the white people are oh yeah, over it. Like yeah. It, it's a I like the that, flip side. I mean, that's why I think the title of the film is really appropriate because mm-hmm. who is really the bad person right um one uh, christian bell's character uh joe blocker he's just doing what he's been ordered to do yeah but they do it in a really harsh way and well and and one of the great things about the movie is it very slowly toys with this idea of whether or not he enjoys it he he very clearly has good reasons to feel the way he does like when that scene where he gets the mission Oh, and that other guy is being a dick, and he just like lays into him. Like you don't understand. Like you have not seen what I've seen. You don't understand. I have every reason to hate every um, like Indian I see. Like, and he lays it all out, and you're like, holy shit! Like it's I, it's great. That scene's so awesome too because uh, Christian Bell's I think is really great, and he does it in almost every movie where he's like the simmering angry. Yeah, you know, but it's really calm. Uh, but he's, you know, he's pissed. He's not going to do it because Yellowhawk and him have, are like big enemies. They've gone to war against each other. Yeah. And you know his uh, his commander basically lays out. like, you do this, or I'm going to take away your pension. You're not going to have anything. He basically he gets this mission to take a guy who has killed a bunch of his friends back to Montana because he's got the cancer and he's going to die anyway. So they're like, here, take this guy. This is your last mission before you retire. Mm-hmm. Go drop this guy in Montana. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. And he says, well, I'll court martial you and you won't get your pension. And then he ends up doing it. And then it even has a great scene where, you know, you're introducing everybody. They take that picture and they get, I don't know, a quarter of a mile outside the fort. It's like, now that the parade's over, put him in chains. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. He's not messing around. Uh, and then he slowly learns that, um, maybe it's not the best way to do things after he meets uh, what was Rosamund Pike's character's name lady whose family was killed Quint Mrs. Quint Miss Qu- uh, something like that yeah um, I, Quaid Quaid Rosa, yeah. Ro- Rosalie Quaid uh, there's, she plays she's great in the film too yeah um, 
yeah, that whole sequence when they first find her and then like she's still got the baby and like it's all and you're trying to figure out like how crazy she is. Like there's just so much paranoia in that sequence. And the, um, I take it into the direction of like this whole film's about how like people deal with their anger in one or five different arenas. Like for Bale, it's he's not angry at all Indians. He's angry at this specific situation. And that's how he learns to lift that cloud. And with Rosamund Pikes, it's about like, she's just, she's misses her family. Like you come to accepting terms. I don't know if it's anger with her. I think it's more of uh, grief and shock because she, for her, it's, she can't comprehend what's just happened to her. Especially if you put yourself, I think part of what's great about this movie is because it's so deliberate, it really makes you feel, feel like you're in this time and you understand what this life would have been like and for her i got this real sense of like holy shit if you were her literally your entire world is these you know four people Mm -hmm. um like there is no it's not even like go down go down the street and you meet the nice guy who runs the general store no like the whole world is those three four people and so when they're dead she's you know, because she what, even what says do do? when like, they get to that one fort, she says, "I'd much rather go with you because she right. has nowhere to be." Mm-hmm. Right. Before that, I love the scene where she's like, "So they've just buried the three children, and I think the husband too." But like, she, she prior to it in the scene, she says, "When I when I die, I want you to bury me here." And then, like, you think it's just I, I felt weird to me, and then it became clear because she sneaks off with. Bale's gun mm-hmm. and tries to shoot her, shoot herself and Bale before she can even get any progress in that direction. Bale like comforts her and like removes the gun from her and the, just, just it's just it's it's all on one shot. Yeah, you can see the stuff in the foreground and background. Like, it's just perfectly composed. Like I love. Yeah, that. No, I think that's where the pace comes in because there's also you know as I'm watching it because you I, obviously we've seen thousands of movies but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like scenes. I'm like, why did they even do that scene? <laughs> I mean, it'd be like scenes of them yeah. just walking and nodding or something. And then it just cut to the next scene. Like this is, but it's, as you watch the film, like, oh, it's because it's purposely leading you on a path with a pace that you're going to have to be stuck here. Yeah. So the mundane is part of what it is. Well, and it actually, it, it kind of avoids the problem of, uh, of a movie kind of like the gray or something like that, where this is a movie where people keep, especially the minions just, Sorry, I keep burping. They keep just like dying off. And in a movie like The Grey, basically every sequence you're just waiting for which person's going to die in this sequence. And because this one is so slow, you don't have that as much, right? So you you lose a guy here, then you go 20 minutes and you lose another guy and you go 20, you know. Well, they also um, do a thing where, uh, spoilers, uh, so Ben Foster's character is... Uh, a prisoner they're transporting and when his character dies, it's all off screen. Yeah. And, uh, Tommy, uh, captain blockers, good friend kills himself off screen and you're just left to wonder what happened. And it looks like he like lit him on fire or something. Oh yeah. Like Like, he clearly did something (laughs) fucked up to Ben Foster. (laughs) And I thought for sure they were going to say it, uh, you know, and then they just never do. You're just looking at this, like, blonde like smoking corpse corpse and you're like oh yeah it's 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 really cool that way though i, I yeah it's it's an unusual way to tell a story yeah um but you know it's always the horror is sometimes what you don't see so you just left to try to figure out what happened because mm-hmm. i mean ben foster kills that sergeant in a pretty merciless way um uh it, it, yeah you know the, the the dude begs for his life 
And yeah. and you don't see him die either. You just hear Christian Bale's character say, oh, he's going to bleed out in a day. Yes. And that's it. You yeah. never see him again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the movie's awesome. I, I really it love this movie. It felt more traditionally told than most Westerns I've seen within the past couple of years. Even, it felt like an old style western. Didn't feel like a like. Oh yeah. There's nothing modern about it. I, I, I well, know. it's still it's still relatively postmodern in that it is a movie about the Indian Wars where. But it's it's about the end. It's it's really about the way America felt at the end of the Indian Wars in a lot of ways. I just feel like because, on the but I feel on the outset the story itself is so simple. Sure. Oh so yeah. Absolutely. Like in the same way that a traditional western would have been. Like say eighty, ninety years ago, except for the fact that there's also no villain in the film, right? Like you could count, yeah. right? Like yeah, that, if you look fair. at a movie like the you know the Pale Rider or something like that, like no, no, he rides in a town. There's a bad guy stealing everybody's money and he shoots them. That's fair. Um, oh, yeah. Whereas this is like even Ben Foster's character. There's a fair argument for you know what the movie's trying to say is that Ben Foster and Christian Bale are the same. Yeah, because the only difference, yeah, you know, I mean, that's what he tells ben us. Ben Foster is like, hey, what did I do? Right, yeah. yeah. The only reason Ben Foster deserves to get killed is because he kills Jesse Plemons, and that's not cool, man. Um, Breaking Bad, no! Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Friday Night Lights, thank you. <laughs> but um, even bad, uh, no. even uh, Scott Glenn's character at the end is really great. Yeah. Um, because he... he and, and, you know, that was Scott Glenn? Yeah. I did not recognize him. And that part is... Like it happens so quick, uh, you know, and yeah. it's and it just shows the brutality oh. of the the world that it's in. That was a great shootout. And honestly, I like I I'm such a baby now. Like a little tear rolled up at the end of the movie mm-hmm. where Christian Bale's character is like, I don't know where I'm going to go. And then he's going and the train's leaving. Oh, he what comes a great back. shot. And he, great I know. Shot. And he jumps. Oh, I love it. And I thought I probably would have liked it more if they just cut on his face. Because I like those endings, yeah. But still, watching him just slowly walk, like again, deliberately walk and yeah. just uh, one step onto the train, like it was just that easy. Yeah, you know. I, so yeah, I um, love this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. I that scene, I think that scene when uh, when they finally get to Montana and um, and the the chief is like sitting on the hill and clearly about to die, and he goes over and like has this little spiel with him. Uh, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was it was really great. You know, and it's like what the whole movie is building up to is finally this moment where he doesn't even go over, like the two of them don't necessarily forgive each other. It's a moment of forgiving yourself because they mm-hmm. the thing the thing that Yellowtail says to him is something about like, you know, we, we both understand. Like we both know what this was. And, or, or no, he says something like we both lost a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he goes off and names each of the... Yeah, he um, says, I had a friend, I had a friend, mm-hmm. I had a friend, I had a friend. And it's, you're like, oh, I really appreciated that they spoke in the actual dialect. Like, that, yeah. that was, like, really, I, I thought that was awesome. And Studi's great in the film, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, this was another movie. That, uh, I said this after um, uh, Wind River, where I was like, man, there need to be more American Indian actors, because, like, I do feel bad that every time there's a good Western movie with American Indians in it, it's always... It's it's Studi, it's Graham Greene, it's you know. Um, oh, my boy Adam Beach was in this movie too. Uh, played the played the son. Oh yes, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. It was good. Um, I was like, right on, man. You don't need Suicide Squad. You don't need that shit. You can be in this cool Western movie. Oh, and there was the guy who plays the French kid. Um, oh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. he's he's uh, in um, Lady Bird. 
and another thing right and yeah. call me by your peach or name I, just, I don't know yeah yep. it's really good yep I thought it was great yeah um so I don't know what you guys want to see next week uh the big movie is Winchester which is the Meryl Streep horror film I was gonna Mer- go- Meryl Streep no um Helen Mirren Helen Mirren whatever yeah. I was gonna go see uh Kickboxer Re- Resurgence but um maybe I won't I guess if you guys want to see Winchester I'm down for Winchester that or I, I mean, I think like uh, Molly's Game or something. Oh, I would totally go see Molly's Game, but yeah. but you guys choose. I don't want to just because I don't we'll like horror it doesn't mean that we have to we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll go see the Oscar contender Winchester by the Sea. <laughs> Boo! It's like Manchester uh, by the Sea, but way so, freakier. As always, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't wait for that Dundee movie. <laughs> yeah, cannot wait. It's not a cool. Too right, the, mate. Did you see the Hugh Jackman one though? Good. It's all good. It's going to be a great film. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.